in five, four, three, two, one. Are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right, all right. Okay. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, June 2nd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what UofL College of Business can do for you, including getting your MBA in just 12 months. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6. Another full show. Full week of full shows. No technological difficulties. No... Bats cutting in, no high school baseball cutting in. It's been five days, three to six, knocking on wood here. The last one, we're going to wrap it up today. Three to six here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a Friday as we look forward to a hot, hot weekend here in the city. Uh, We're hitting the road for Columbus right after I get off the air today. It's going to be hot, hot up there as well, but still looking forward to it. TK, how was the Thursday night? Did you... Spoiler, I already know this. You didn't get the full season of Last Night no. last night. So you, you you went, I don't know, soft on us. Well, <laughs> uh, I normally don't. You, you, you sound pretty rock hard. Happens uh, to all guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, and I actually started early. I, I, I didn't. Uh, I still haven't finished the second half of American Gladiators, too. I need to, I need to squeeze that in here because I still want to know what happened to Darren Carr. Um, but, yeah, I, I started early, and I started on see, uh, episode six, and I got – I got three more. I'm up to episode ten. Okay. So I'm not. Uh, well, there's there's thirteen episodes in the season. Well, ten, eleven, twelve. There's three more. I got three more. Oh, so you're up to? Oh, you got you. I still have 10, to watch 11, ten. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Still have to watch ten. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Yeah. That's. It's a lot. I mean, it's, I'll finish that off. Like that's that's just a movie tonight for me, right? Even though I do have bats game tonight, so I won't be home till like eleven. That's right. It's Fridays. And then I've got to come in here tomorrow and do high school games. Red Hot Bats, by the way, winning Red, winning again last night. Eight of nine now, holding off a late Wooster rally. I mean, Hottest team in, in minor league baseball, Louisville Bats. I mean, they're flaming. They are just they are just they are on fire. Uh, we've got uh, the Reds are going to play at five ten tonight after a disappointing. We do. We help you out by meet walking. What do you do? You just, I know. You, you just I spit know. on our favor. Yeah, David Bell just decided he didn't care about. It. He, he just he does this in the last game of series where he's just like, yeah, you know, who cares? We've already won two. I'm like, well, let's try to win all three, and the bullpen just sucks. Like we are. The more I watch, I'm excited that they're playing well. They're fun to watch. They're scrappy. They're playing hard. But, like, we are two quality relievers away from being 
anything remotely serious. If we're talking about playoff contenders, like we've got one. Or Libra, you can pick up the deadline now. Well, you, but yeah, that's the question. Like, are we going to be buyers or are we going to build towards the future? Do we have a legitimate shot at competing for the Central? Like, I mean, last night. It is. I'm sorry, go on. You're go good. On. I mean, last night, you know, you just you look around and you just don't have arms to come in. Like, they bring in, in the eighth, they bring in just, you know, a guy who you knew was going to get lit up because they can't throw Lucas Sims again. Yeah, they don't want to pitch Alexis Diaz for the, the fifth time in six days. It's just, it was, the bullpen sucks. But today, back at it. Big series against the Brewers. They roll a lineup that is, is horrific. Right. I'm pissed off about it. They're not playing Spencer Steer. TJ Friedel is still hurt. I don't know why they don't send him down and call up somebody who can actually help them. <clears throat> Ellie De La Cruz. Wow, now, now, so this is where I'm torn because I... I want your Reds to be good, but I don't want the bats to suffer that much. The bats will be fine. They've, they've I don't got, know. They've got CES. He's raking. <laughs> they've got a bunch of guys. Abbott's still down there. They, they, they're still loaded with prospects. They're going to be fine, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. I don't know why you wouldn't just go ahead and do it tonight if you're going to. I mean, also, I mean, that's that's what I was going to say. Was is that? I mean, you're in that weird area where, like you said, we talked about this yesterday. Like you don't, you don't look at a contending season like gift horse in the mouth. Like you don't just dismiss it and go, oh, well, we got we're young. We'll just. If we do it, you know, if you're if you're in a hunt, I mean, those 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 not to be a bad cliche, but those windows close very quickly. You never know sometimes when they're going to reopen. I mean, I had to tell that to any any fan of Dan Marino, who thought, you know, I went to the Super Bowl my second year, it's all good, and you know, then we know how that career went. But so I mean, do you, and you said you need relievers. You can get them. You can buy relievers. Many teams have bought relievers in playoff hunts. Many, it's a tale as old as time in baseball. Now, but do you want to be? In history of giving up a Jeff Bagwell for a Larry Anderson is the question. Exactly. Like we have prospects yeah. to give, but do you like we've been building for the next couple of years? Like, do you want to give those up for a season that you know maybe we come back down to reality? I mean, you look at the lineup tonight, and it is you know we're talking. It's a good problem to have. You know, how do you move Jonathan India and Matt McLean around and Nick Senzel around with with Ellie De La Cruz coming up? Like we've got too many good players, but then you look tonight and it's like oh most important series of the year, and we have a starting lineup with. Will Benson and Stuart Fairchild in there, and Kevin Newman, who's been good recently, leading off. It's like maybe like the that's, office. Yeah, maybe that's not <laughs> the best lineup to have for Game One against the Brewers. Would love to have a little bit more star power in there, but uh, you know, I, I think. I mean, let's say that they got three games against the Brew Crew. Let's say they take three or four, or Lord willing, they they sweep. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, if we play good baseball for the next month, and we're right there. Let's, let's say we're within two games of the Central League. Like, how can you just punt on the season, even if you've been investing for the future? I don't know. Like, uh, I think Chris Welsh put it well the other night. He was like, "You don't get to choose which seasons you contend in. Yeah, you can try. You, you can try to pinpoint out. You can try to map it out. And the Reds have certainly been among those those low budget franchises that have tried to do that. But maybe you have a season like this where just things come together. The rest of the division isn't very good, and you got a shot to go to the playoffs and, and do some damage. Maybe make it happen. But uh, I. My, my hunch is that's not going to wind up happening. I think they're, they're going to come back. I mean, we're talking about them coming back down to earth. They're still four games under 500. It's not like, well, not I mean, like they're crawl for you walk. Yeah, you it's, know, it's not like they're you know, playing tremendous baseball. They're just playing a lot better baseball than, than people were anticipating. And the NL Central sucks, which is, is nice. But we'll see what happens tonight. Go Reds. Uh, we'll make that happen. I mean, would your goal be just to win the Central or would they actually be competing in the playoffs? Because winning the Central is – is a different realm than maybe competing with Atlanta or you know the Dodgers. I mean, you think that, but then you look at the MLB playoffs the last few years, and like you know, 
a lot of times the heavy favorites just get bounced in those early series. Like yep. it, you know, Dodgers were the best team in baseball history going into the playoffs last year, and they can't get out of the divisional series. You just well, you, then they have to play San Diego, who was like one game behind them or something. I think. Last well, year. I mean, they ended up with the best record by a long, like they a did, but long, long, yeah, long they, margin. Well, they yeah, 111 wins. That's a lot. They yeah, were, they did, and they did lose the Padres. Well, I guess Padres only had 89. I, I said yeah, that back. Yeah, they were they were way ahead. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just it's the way playoff baseball goes. I think you you if you can get into the playoffs and not the wild card games, I think you roll the dice there. But yeah, I mean, again, yeah. long way away from any of that happening. Uh, it is Friday. Hopefully your weekend is off and running. If it's not, hopefully it's off and running in a couple of hours when you get off of work. Regardless, thanks so much for spending some time with us here. Uh, text us on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450 and download that Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Go to your app, uh, app store app on your phone. Just search Thornton's. You'll find it very easily. Download that bad boy. Boom. You're locked in. You're going to save money at the pump, and you're going to save money inside anytime you stop into an area of Thornton's locations. And then text us after you do that at 502 502- 414-1450. Should be a good text line day. Uh, once again, not a whole lot going on in the world of sports. We'll talk NBA Finals. Last night's game one was, I mean, pretty straightforward. Pretty, pretty, It looked like kind of the way that people thought it was going to go. Uh, we've got a big recruiting weekend for U of L football. We'll talk about who's going to be in town as Louisville kicks off what should be a big recruiting month for them as they start targeting the class of 2024. The uh, ESPN came out with its big ACC preview they view UofL as one of the biggest wild cards in all of football when you talk about their place in their respective conference. We'll talk about what Bill Connolly and the rest of that staff had to say. Um, we've also got a couple of baseball notes that I want to get to. I'm in and a bad mood. You're in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. You have, you've, you've hit it well. Thank the, you. I the, tried to on the, the 15 minutes that I've seen you. I am. I, I, my, I, I want to know about your last Thursday night. Mine was okay. My Friday has been total poop, though. Your Friday's been total poop. Yeah, I've only been up for like an hour and a half, and it's been poop. Total poop already? Yeah, total poop. Tell me why. Well, first of all, how was your Thursday night? It was fine. It was good. It was good. Nothing, nothing, nothing moving the needle? It was a lot of just getting stuff ready for us to be able to leave town today. Uh, it probably takes a lot more prep than, than your normal weekend out back in the 20s, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, <laughs> typically, I would have just gone home like thrown bleep in a bag. and like, now, <laughs> yes. I mean, I had to mow the grass because I wasn't going to get a chance to do it this weekend. Had, like Mary had to get some stuff ready for the, get the house ready, so I took the kids on a walk with Penny. Like I'm just like running around, and then we're trying to you know, get things ready for the babysitter to come. And my, our poor babysitter, like Madison, she watches our kids on Friday, and she's this, always the U of L student. She's she just graduated from U of L. Oh, graduate! Well, congratulations, Madison. She yeah, she just celebrated her graduation. All right. She um, like she she loves helping out. Like whenever whenever we have like a a weekend need or like a weeknight need. She's our go-to. She like she loves our kids so much. Like she just she wants to be around them all the time. And I'm worried that this weekend is going to change all that. I'm worried we're going to lose her because it's great that you like, you know it's easy to love our kids when you're playing with them from like 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and then you get them down and then we come home at 10 or whatever and you know, that that's all you have to do. It's a little bit tougher to love them when. John is waking up screaming bloody murder at 4.15 a.m., and then you go to try to get him back down, and then Virginia's screaming bloody murder because she can't find you and she doesn't know what's going on, and then you're trying to figure out how the hell to get both of them back to sleep when you're on your own, and then if it's just you, they're both up at like 6 o'clock, and then it's just your life is miserable. I'm worried like this weekend's going to ruin Madison with our kids forever. I'm worried we're going to come home on Sunday and she's like, <laughs> I'll see you guys again in five years. Well, I guess that means you need to a both have already a contingency plan for ba- babysitter and b really whoop it up this weekend. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, it's like like when you sneak out of the house and you're gonna be late for your for you know your curfew. I've always you know my policy was you only die once. If I'm gonna be an hour late, I might as well be five hours late. 
enjoy it. Enjoy that time out. We had it might be your last time you get paroled. We had there was a, a, a weekend in high school, I think my junior year of high school, where like we went to a party and it was actually in southern Indiana. And I remember like Danny was supposed That's to be Danny, Danny, who I do the podcast with, was supposed to be like like grounded because we'd gone he'd gotten caught going to a party that he wasn't supposed to like a, a week before. And he was like he made up some lie about spending the night somewhere. And his dad found out, and his dad was his dad was like the nicest guy in the world, but would get very scary when he would get upset. <laughs> and he called him a couple times, like left him like the you know, sent him like the like the threatening text or whatever, like where the hell are you? You need to come home right now. And then at, at twelve thirty, he like left him a voicemail. It was like, go ahead and live it up right now because because when you get home, it's over. He's like, I hope you're having a good time. If you're not, you need to start having a good time right now because whenever you do get home, your life is over. And Danny heard the voicemail and was like. All right, it's it's, it's, I mean, I it's time to pick up the drinking. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I got like eight hours left to live. Let's go ahead and make the most of it. No like, tomorrow. Uh, that's the way you got to play. I think, it. I think his dad is the same dad from how, the original House Party. Maybe <laughs> that's a good movie, by the way. Dave's dad was so funny because, like, in front of us, he would keep a like. He he was not one of the dads who would like yell at his kid in front of his friends. When like, I had friends' dads that would do that. They didn't care who you were around. Like, if they're gonna rip your ass, they're gonna rip your ass. But, like, there was one time we were over at his house, and Danny got his grades, his quarterly grades for, for Trinity, and they, they were not great. And his dad's like, hey, Dan, can I see you up front real quick? And, like, all of a sudden, we're, like, shooting basketball in the backyard. <laughs> oh, is that sudden, the dad? Yeah. Say know, it again? Yeah, he's like, hey, Dan, can I see you up front real quick? Like, he's, like, smiling. <laughs> and, like, me and I was friend like, like, shooting basketball in the backyard. All of a sudden, we just heard, like, you dumbass mother. Like, you got to be the dumbest. Like, it's just like just laying into him. I, I just like, held a wild picture of your dad. Like, no, dad, no, please, not the hip. No. That's pretty much how it went. Like, you see his hand get to the door and he'd be drugged back in. That's, <laughs> a lot of times that's how it felt. Like, he's like, why, God, why? Um, and we're just sitting there we're like, oh. I feel so bad for podcast Trevor. <laughs> this is like, this is this this is rough. He well, made, he's fine. Uh, I, his I dad's like the greatest guy in the world too. I mean, aside from that, I, I never thought a story would make me feel better about growing up without a dad than that one. <laughs> like that was awesome. Like I needed that back in my childhood. <laughs> this reminds me of the other night they had the, uh, the the Justin Bieber roast on, and Pete Davidson was he, he, where he's like he's he like talks about his yeah yeah and he's like he's like I always he's like I always grew up feeling so just pissed off and, and upset that I didn't have a dad. And then I heard about your dad, Justin. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and then it wasn't so bad. <laughs> uh, that's uh, wow. I, I, I just, I have never met Danny, but now if I do, I think I'm just gonna give him a hug. I'm just gonna walk up to him and just hug the guy, just gently. Yeah, I mean, everybody. Like my, I had a couple of like my dad was was very cool for the most part. I couldn't see your dad being like the. Oh. Oh, Bring it. Did your dad ever pull out the belt? Not, not the belt. Okay. I think my dad grew up like he. He was very much in a family that like did have that growing up, and so he was not gonna. Sometimes it, he's it, gonna break the cycle there, which was yeah. appreciated. Sometimes he, it transfers. Sometimes it stops. He would get my dad. I think was like the scariest out of all of our friends' dads. Like he was. I don't like know, Danny's dad's pretty creepy. No, man. he's not. <laughs> Danny's dad's like the nicest guy in the world. He just if you like. Like if Danny pissed him off, which Danny did a lot of stuff. To be, to be fair, if I was Danny's dad, I probably would have had a short temper too, because Danny was always doing really dumb stuff. But like my dad, when he when he would get mad, it was it was it was terrifying, and like he would he would say very mean things, and that was I think one of the best compliments That'd he ever me. gave me. Like I remember my dad said, like growing up, he's like you're he's like you're really good at getting yelled at. I was like. <laughs> Thank you. He's like, he's like, you know, you don't, you don't just take it personally. He's like, you know, I'll, I'll say what I need to say, and like, you'll just, you know, you'll, you'll accept it, and you'll move on. I'm like, well, all right, there you go. I'm good. I'm good at getting yelled at, which I guess set me up for a, a life in 
sports media. Yeah, really. <laughs> which I do love. Going back to one, speaking of tying this all in, like going back to the topic uh, last Friday, we talked about my dad getting into it on Twitter with oh, yeah. the a, a Courier Journal. I ended up looking it up, and your dad was, you're right in that one. It was, yeah, I mean, I, so my friends came in town last week and we had a big night. It was a big topic of conversation. Everybody was like, this, you know, can you, I can't believe this. Like, how, and it just reminded me of there was an, it was like an old trope about sports media people love it when, political writers or news writers or whatever get even the mildest form of criticism and they get so upset about it. And and it's like, you didn't go through what we went through coming up in like the sports blogosphere in 07, where literally like anything went. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Case in point. <laughs> the people are going to cancel for what they said back then now. <laughs> I did a radio show with Matt Jones on like Dugan's old station when he was first coming up. I'm in college. I'm a 21 year old college student. And I guess like somebody looked up my email. Assume, this is when AIM was still still flowing. AIM was still very prevalent. You still have AIM, don't you? I think it, no. I've got AOL email address. Okay. AIM no longer exists. The the messaging, whatever. And like I came home. I always had everyone always had AIM up back in the day. You have like you put like your away message up and all that stuff. And somebody, some UK fan, I had ripped on Billy Gillespie because. Shocker. I didn't think he was a very good hire, and I didn't think he was going to do a very good job at Kentucky, and I made that fact known on the airwaves. And I came home, and a Kentucky fan had found my AIM (laughs) and said he was going to burn my house down. I got a death threat on AIM when I was a college student. Like, I'm sorry if, like, somebody is like, hey, all due respect, maybe let your story do the talking, and you're going to blow up about that. I've had somebody call me some sort of, like, homophobic slur. Question my sexuality. Pretty much every day of my life since I've been doing this for the last 17 years. Yeah, I get that a lot. Of course, the weight thing comes up as the, well. The but, weight, I mean, everything yeah. is going like – you have a U.K. fan who's going to threaten your life, who's going to say something terrible about you like, every single day. And, you know, like it just at a certain point, it just it doesn't bother you. And I love seeing like news writers who are like, oh, my God, they criticize one of my stories. This is the – like <laughs> I, I, I'm being persecuted here. I'm being attacked. This is – I'm like – Grow some, grow some skin. I mean, you guys think those officers are old school that, that all they had to deal with was ignoring the letters sent to the station. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, they could just, they or the voicemails left yeah, to the station. Yeah, so, which even some of those much, were always yeah. funny. Yeah, I mean, like not, you can't interact. I mean, there, there's there's a pro and con to being able to interact with everybody the way you can in social media. For every good, there is a bad that comes along with it. But at some point, part of the good, I think, is you just kind of become did, numb did, to did it. You get, did, I know you, you may have worried you a little bit, but did a part of you, even at college, worth of smile a little bit thinking, well, I'm going to have death threat. Kind of made it a little bit. Kind of, I'm yeah. Like, at that I'm point, like, like I'm a, like you don't. It sucks, but it's like, yeah, death. You're, it's like Clark when he when he missed the road in National Lampoons, and they're like, "Wow, Dad, you cleared sixty feet." He's like, <laughs> he's like, "It's something to be proud of, son." He looks like he's like sixty feet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of how I would have felt like that. Now there have been like, like over the years there have been some genuinely creepy things that, that have, like there was this one guy who I, I, I don't know if you remember this. There was a shooting at Kroger. A few, Are you talking about the one over by Sony Brook? I think that's right. A yeah. few years where the guy was like targeting black people. Yes. Yeah, and it that was, was this weird thing where like he was actually married to a black woman, but he's in the parking lot. He tried to go to the church as well. Yeah. Right after that. yeah. And he was like, white, put your gun away. Whites don't shoot whites and all that stuff. That guy had had like 15 different usernames on Card Chronicle. 
he had sent me a bunch of stuff on Twitter about like That's, hating me wow. and, and like wanted to come after me. And like I like when I saw his name, I'm like, where do I know that name from? And, like the picture looks kind of familiar. And then I started looking it up, and I'm like, oh my god, it's that guy. Yeah, do you have a list of people who threatened like, like <laughs> and like that one was that that so like stuff like that. That's kind of creepy, but for the most part, you know, you, you don't think about it just because yeah, people are have easy access to you. And it used to be, it's weird when I first started writing. It was always emails, right? Like people would send you the meanest, just most heinous emails, and then Twitter became a thing, and it's so much easier just to send somebody like a quick tweet. And the, the most shocking thing, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, the most shocking thing about like the, the Twitter experience and having easy access to somebody that you're taking a shot at or you're calling out is like 75% of the time when you respond, it, it's like they don't realize that you're an actual person that they're sending. Like They'll be like, oh my God. They're like, they're like, hey man, just having a little fun. Like I actually really like the stuff you do. I'm like, you don't get to do that. You, I'm like, you just called me a, a homophobic slur five minutes ago. You can't be like, I actually think you're pretty cool, man. I'm like, no. I think, you know, I, I, think I get that three texts a day. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like you <laughs> can't do that. It's not the way that this works. Uh, but anyways. Um, well, that's, it's, it's, you know, it's the, you know, no offense. Yeah, like the no offense, but offense. But offense, yeah. It, whatever. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about all that good stuff that I don't even know how we got We just I, I distracted all the way from telling you I was in a bad mood for today, led into Danny uh, be having Bean Crosby as his dad, and, and apparently, you know, uh, everything else that went along with it. I don't even remember why you're in a bad mood. <laughs> I never told you. Oh, God. <laughs> this is what you do to me on a daily basis. Now, now I know how it you feels. Don't, you didn't listen. <laughs> you never pay attention to anything I say. I'm sorry. This is why we fight. <laughs> why are you in a bad mood, TK? Uh, I, this, this is going to come off. Pretty. Real quickly, though. Well, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> you have 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> it just stems to my bad mood. I've, I've, I've complained about this a little bit in the past on the show, I think, last year. And... This, for the record, is not the same fantasy football league. I want to go on and preface that right now. This is what this is about. Yeah, get that out of the way, Clay. And it has nothing to do with a commissioner in another league. This, this, that commissioner is awesome, in case he ever listens, but he's never doing it. I'll say Duke fan. <laughs> not a, awesome. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. At least I guess he at least didn't stay in the same conference. Uh, so I'm in a, a more big money league, and I've complained about this last year. That it's a dynasty league that, as of last year, went to a different style of draft. And I want to say this. I love fantasy football. I don't think that's a secret. I'm in Mm -hmm. like 10 leagues every year. I'll do like 10 free leagues as well because I love drafting. Drafting is my favorite thing to do. Like, I don't know if there's anything in my life at this point that brings me more joy than doing like a fantasy football draft. Like, it it probably tops sex at this point in my life, which is both sad and true. And this league, the new draft, this draft style it does – has taken my love for fantasy football drafts and like waterboarded it, choked it, shot it, stabbed it, stepped on it, drove over it, oh, and no. thrown it off a cliff on fire. It has completely killed every love I have of doing a fantasy football Painted draft. Quite the picture right there. I just I I even called my commissioner's like, listen, I, I he's like, who did you want to? I was like, I don't even give a bleep. I like I don't even care anymore with this. Team. You want out of the league now? I, I and the thing that sucks is it's a dynasty league that's for the record, it costs two hundred dollars a team. And second, I I got I drafted this team originally. It's a good team. I was I've been in the playoffs like three years in a row. I won the division twice in a row. I just lost in the playoffs both years. I won the division, of course. And my team is really good, and I'd really love to keep it. But I hate this drafting style so much that I would just rather trade all my picks for one player every year, and not have to deal with this anymore. Because apparently I got I, I drafted it like noon today randomly. 
What? Oh yeah, that's how it works. It's it's a, it, the draft started apparently yesterday or over the weekend at some point. You get six hours to pick, and your draft spot can land anywhere between eight a.m. and two p.m. two a.m. This sounds terrible. It's the worst idea. I can't think of anything dumber to do to fantasy football to ruin it. Like I, I don't think there's any more stupid thing to do. I I can't I can't emphasize how much I hate this more. I would rather have my eyeball, eyeballs stapled open and watch. White man can't jump remake for thirty two straight hours. <laughs> then had to deal with this draft. I I, I just I, I can't emphasize anymore. And I saw so apparently I love my commissioner. He's like he's, he's trying to defend it so much. He's like, well, if you put your guys in a queue, then they'll just pick for you. So I can just put like eight guys in a queue, and then I'll log in. I'll log in randomly to see what my two dollar team who may or may not have gotten because I don't get to choose it. I mean it's. So and then of course the queue was all messed up. It picked a guy for me today that I'd put like six in the queue, but I was the next pick up. Jeez. And yeah, and he told me I, I gave him the guy I wanted. I just I just picked a random player. I didn't even really care. I don't. I'm gonna trade all my picks away later tonight. That sounds and, awful. And I'm, I'm sorry this is happening to you. And I'm gonna try to sell this team. And it's gonna be, gonna be hard to sell because this team is loaded. It's young and it's got veterans as well. I mean, my quarterback situation is Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson. I mean, I've got running backs out the uh, out the yin yang with starting with Nick Chubb. Uh, the only downfall is I do have Jamison Williams from last year's draft. He's out now for six games, but just apparently he gambles more than I do. Don't worry about it. And, uh, We're going to be fine. <laughs> so, I mean, I, my tight ends are loaded. I've, I mean, I'm, I'm three deep at tight end. I so much I've run usually two tight ends in my flex. Yeah, it's it's a great team. It just um, you sound like the league. The draft, yeah, the draft is. Uh, I can't think of anything dumber. In my and in the, in the, you could do to make a draft make me hate something more. You are in like seventeen leagues though, so you you've got one to spare. You, you can get rid of this one and still be okay. Oh, I would pick probably ten other leagues over this one to keep if I, if they would change the draft back. I'm sorry, that's how much I'm I, sorry I, this I, has I, happened to you. Yeah, because my other dynasty, I'm in two dynasty leagues. The other one I'm in, my team is not good. It sucks. I inherited it. It's not an excuse because I've had it for six years now. Uh, it's not a good team. Unfortunately, uh, our our buddy on our uh, little sister station over at 680, uh, Sweeney, he actually won the league last year in that Ooh. league. He's in that league with me. He uh, he won it because some, um, some you let 680 get one over on the big well, X. No, how dare you! It's Th- all the afternoon radio wars, and you're letting him get the upper hand. He landed Mahomes years ago. He got lucky for that one, and then some schmuck traded him Stephon Diggs for like a third round pick the year before he went to Buffalo. I was like, what are you doing, you moron? I'd have given you my first-round pick for him. I love Diggs going to Buffalo. So that, that worked out for Sweeney, and he's got a really good team. And that draft is actually done properly and, and in real ways and not, you know, made-up stupid ways. At like, you're not bitter. I'm, I'm so mad right now. I can tell. You should have seen me in the car. Like, I was road-raging on people. I was yell. I was yelling on the, my commissioner. I felt so bad, a little bad this about it. This is for you, Dave. You did this. <laughs> If I was if I was Danny's dad, he'd have been running. <laughs> I mean, Can I, I see outside real quick. <laughs> just for, hey, do me a favor. Grab that ruler. Grab that. Grab that. Grab that yardstick right there. <laughs> Bring it with you. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I just wanted to vent that out. If you're in a, if you like slow drafts, that's fine. Not everybody's. You know, some people have fallen on tack hammers and, and getting stuck in their head. But uh, that's yeah, I, I, I hate it. I, I, I couldn't think of anything that make me would I didn't think it was possible. It has killed my love for drafting a fantasy football team. 
I'm sorry. I, once again, I'm very sorry this has happened to you. I did like I sorry while you were talking, I glanced at the text line for the first time and I just saw the news ticker on the Big X website has said the same thing about the Fox News Dominion lawsuit for over a month now. We have a Where are the listeners supposed to go for breaking news? We have a news ticker. I love that the so the main story on the website. This is all just like the Office episode where Jim's like, I actually like our current website. And it's like coming in 2004 with like the spinning graphic. Like it's been the same. Mike Rutherford show thing like up there for, for like since I started. I didn't know that was on there. Oh yeah, it's it's like the main story, and then like now they have the links to the Big X golf cards. But I've not seen the news ticker, but I do love that it's been one story, and also probably a story that our our big bosses would not care for to be to be pinned there as the main story on the uh, main news story on the the website. What's, what's the story? Fox News having to settle that lawsuit against Dominion, the voting machine place for like oh. a billion dollars. Wasn't that, wasn't that back like four years ago? No, it was like a month ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was about the election. Oh, I thought, okay, so I just took them. Oh, they just might settled because I'll say that. I remember that story being old. Yeah, they had to pay them a ton of money. And it's why they allegedly had to fire all the people because, you know, they had said stuff that wasn't true about stolen elections. And Can't they just charge the pillow guy more rates for his spots? Well, he's not there anymore now. He's he doing, dropped too? Oh, he's on the uh, he's on like the fringe stations. He's over there. He's oh, like, he's over on the... the OANN or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's doing... yeah. My pillow, my pillow guy's deep wow. in the game. That's not. That's not. It's never a good thing when 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 CNN and, and Fox are not even considered the fringe stations. Oh, they're not anymore. Yeah, he's that's not good. He's deep in the game. They're fringe as they come. He's out there. He's he's not. Uh, yeah, he's he's telling it like it is on the uh, the internet stations or whatever. What if his pillows are any good? Maybe. I could use a new pillow. Crazy people make good stuff sometimes. <laughs> I don't mean. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have to. I can buy his pillow and not hate his politics, right? I think that's yeah. I, mean, I, I never saw people like just because you hate someone's politics, like boycotting. Like I'm never buying that product. I'm like, yeah, but Chick Fil A is awesome. <laughs> it's like, why would you care? You still so you're still drinking Bud Light. Uh, I never drank a Bud Light before. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Bud Light thing is hilarious. But when I, when I stopped drinking, it's because they, they, they hired somebody. No, I'm not going to say But it's my favorite drink. I'm going to keep drinking. Well, they put it. someone's picture on a can. I don't care. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> as long as they don't change the formula. If it's my drink, then as long as they don't change the formula, then why should I give a bleep? Yeah, it's, uh, we are... <laughs> We're strange people, but that's okay. But I'm the same. We're also, doing the best we can. I'm the same Some guy that'll still play an R. Kelly song too, and I know that dude's even eviler, but still. I would, yeah, I would say that, that that's more problematic. <laughs> I didn't buy it. I'm streaming it for free. I'm not sending him money. Uh, breaking news here via the Reds: uh, Joey Votto set to rejoin AAA Louisville on a rehab assignment starting tomorrow. Votto will be a bat this weekend. Oh, I saw that he posted on Instagram. He, he ended up and down. It's a picture of himself here. like driving a truck. And he was like heading down to Louisville to pick up some things. I was like, Ellie? Is he, is he picking up Ellie? Is he going to bring him back? What's going on? Is he on his way to Canada? But he is just headed down to Louisville to be a bat once again. Second time this year, he'll be on a rehab assignment. All the more reason to get out to Sluggard Field this weekend, catch some bats baseball, watch Joey, watch Ellie, watch Christian, watch the boys. Yeah, see Joey before you all become sellers and he becomes a Blue Jay. I mean, he's got to play. We've got some prospects to give you. I feel like this is, I mean, we're we're nearing the end of the the Joey Votto era, which makes me in- insanely sad. We've also, I mean, there's been some big Reds drama online. I don't know if, I, I'm assuming you haven't seen any Probably of this. Probably not. But like Kirk Herbstreet has gotten into it with like the, the Reds beat writer, like uh, Trent Rosencrans. Who's Ooh, I like to see Trent. Yeah, he, he, I do too. He wrote a story about, you know, analyzing Ellie De La Cruz and, and when to bring him up and what's going to happen when he does. And Herbstreet, who clearly did not read the story, 
like goes in this huge rant about like I'm sick of this. Like Jonathan India is this this team the best captain we've had since Scott Rowland in 2012, which is kind of a shot at Joey Votto. Like he's he's the kind of the alpha that we need. And now you're saying he may have to move positions around because of some unproven rookie and all this stuff. And I'm like Kirk, just just. Tell me who's going to be good in the in the, the Big Twelve next year in football. I don't I don't need to hear your thoughts on. I, I I love that you're a diehard, but like you're calling out riders and you're not reading stories. It just it, it was a huge dramatic thing and it just didn't need to be. Just just be honest. Just tell them like, listen, I'm still mad at you for that for that 2019 loss uh, uh, loss we had to your Ohio State Buckeyes. Like, he was the quarterback on that team. Twenty and tw- he was not a quarterback in twenty nineteen. No, when we lost twenty to nineteen two. Oh, okay, okay, got Dawkins it. missed, couldn't handle all the uh, two point conversion. We went for over the win back in ninety one. Yeah, that's that's that was, the the genesis of my Herb Street. That's that's why I've never liked them since. I'm fine with Herb Street. <laughs> I just in this case, like they were going back and forth. I was like, okay, guys, let's just. I mean, really, if you if you're you're a football guy, do you really want to argue with the dude who has followed the baseball team around, like also, religiously he, for like uh, I mean, what twenty years almost? Like I love India too, but like. Ellie's the number one prospect in the world for a reason. Plus, you can move. Can, I mean, he's going to play short. Can stuff. you just move India out to the outfield or something in some way? Well, that's how dare you? He's he's the alpha. I mean, India's going to play second. McLean can slide over to third. Ellie's going to play short. We're going to be fine. Senzel's already playing the outfield. It's all it's all good. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Everybody, calm down. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little NBA Finals from last night. We'll take some texts from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Weatherford Show on a Friday here on the sales tax now through july 1st only and only at genesis diamond shelbyville road plaza approved credit c store for details 25 years out my life is still trying to get up that great big heel of hope for a destination i realized quickly when i knew i should that the world was made up of this brotherhood of man Whatever that means. Into a crisis, times when I'm lying. Welcome back. Friday edition. Welcome to the show on 14.50 The Big X. Nearing another summer weekend. The first, I guess, full weekend of summer. Unofficially. We've got some, uh, a little bit of breaking news here that is. Breaking news. I mean, this is a head, this is a head turner. This is a, a wow moment. So we haven't really gotten too much into this the i think we've talked briefly uh, around derby time in the last couple of weeks off and on about all the horses dying at churchill downs which is it's terrible story 12 horses have now died during the spring meet the rate is is actually higher than it was out at santa anita a couple of years ago when i think at the end of the year 42 horses had died out there uh and and you know there was all this big look into racing in the state of california and potentially moving the breeders cup away from california and all that stuff well, Churchill has clearly, they've had some meetings, they've looked inward, and the rest of the spring meet, this is according to HR Nation via Ed DeRosa, the rest of the spring meet is going to move to Ellis Park. They're, they're taking all the races, all the horses, and moving them to Ellis Park, so you won't have any more racing at Churchill Downs, I guess, after today. 
Um, like Churchill's closed? It sounds like it until they can figure out why all these horses are dying. Uh, they're going to move Ellis Park. Is in, in, it's the other racetrack in Kentucky here besides Keeneland uh, in Henderson. So that's, okay. I mean, it would take something extremely drastic for Churchill to make a move like this that's going to cost them uh, you know, some money and, and some you know, some bad headlines. And that's what's ex- exactly what's happened here. 12 horses dying. They're trying to figure out why this is happening. And so they're making the move to Ellis Park. That's a drastic, drastic move. I mean, do they think that it's haunted for by the girl from the ring? No, I think the issue is there's something with the track. There's something with the training procedures. There's something going. There's clearly something happening. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the, the facility, I would think, I mean, you would think it's something to do with the way the horses, I mean, there's got to be connection. The racing surface, I think, would be the the, the, the obvious answer. There. There's something that's that, happening yeah. that's breaking these horses down, that's, that's hurting their legs and forcing them to be put down. Um, but it's not just happening at Churchill Downs, as you mentioned. We've had it happen at other racing tracks as well. We have, right? but not recently, and not not at this level, not at this rate. Like This is 12 horses in a three-week span is not a normal thing. Uh, that's what, I mean, I, I, I know, I remember last year we had this issue again a little bit last year, and I can't remember what the rate was, but... I mean, what would be on like? I mean, hey, this is like the most like, like gruesome thing to say. Like, it is. It is the, part of the sport, which which sucks. Yeah, but like, gross, like I hate a, talking about. Like it. on a normal like, using the word normal seems weird too. But like on a normal year, what would is like the average of horses that are put down in race horse race uh, per track or whatever? I mean, just, I guess just in general, like uh, in across you know in America. Well, I mean, it depends on the track. Like, does it okay? Like I when mean, you saw when all those horses were dying at Santa Anita. A few years ago, it clear like that had not happened before. So it clearly was something different with the track, or something different with with I don't know some trainers putting things into horses. Yeah, I mean, that's, which launched the all out investigation. And it's the same thing here with church. I mean, I would say like per meet, you're probably going to have two or three horses at most euthanized. Um, and we've already had twelve. Like that's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. I mean, again, I don't fall horse racing very well, and that's probably something maybe over your head. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of maybe this is an EJ Clark text, but. You know, like, I was just curious. I mean, dude, on a normal, which yeah, it's so weird to use the word normal. Right. But, but, it, down, but uh, on, on a normal, like, average, like we say, there's, like you said, maybe seven horses. No, I'd th- say two or three. Only uh, per year? Per meet. Oh, per meet. Well, that would be a year, right? In well, a meet. there's two meets per year, usually. Okay. So, yeah, say four a fall. year. Okay. Um, yeah. Then per, I mean, you've got 12 already, and you're averaging four a year. That's, that's, yeah, that's excessive. That's <laughs> hugely excessive. Yeah, it's, and it, look, it's it's why you're seeing this move being made, which is a extremely drastic one. Churchill's got to figure yeah, out I what's mean, going on. These horses aren't cheap. I mean, this is, I mean. Well, I, and also, it's, I mean, it is a, you know. Well, it's a living. I get that. I'm just saying also, I mean, these people, I mean, are, you know, spending all this money. I mean, they don't, you're seeing people lose lots of money. And horses are, I know, are passing away as well, too. But. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a. I think the statement they put out there the other day saying it was a highly unusual statistic with absolute dismay and sorrow. Uh, we do not accept this as suitable or tolerable and share the frustrations of the public and, in some cases, the questions to which we do not have answers yet. So I mean, we, I'm sorry. So, I mean, th- this became a thing where more and more people, I mean, you had three horses, I think th- four horses on Derby weekend, that, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sun, uh, Saturday, pass away. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's insane like that, that 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 should not happen it doesn't happen and so people had questions then there were no answers from churchill downs it's just kept happening and at some point if you don't have an answer to those questions you've got to take a, a drastic step and say we're going to look into what's going on here because it's very clearly going to keep happening uh, unless they just stop running at the track and that's what they're doing now now when we say passed away are these horses that like are like 
like having heart attacks or something? Or they no, just... no, no. It's, it's typically it's a leg injury, and then the way that the horse's bodies are set up, like once they have that injury, blood can't flow at all. There, it messes them up. They like they're, they're put in a position where they're go- they have to be euthanized. They're, it's always okay. a leg injury. That's also would lead to their eventual death rega- sooner than obviously later, or is it because they couldn't race? Is what I was kind of curious. It would because it would lead to their death. Okay. Like, I didn't know if it was, I'm sure there was a point in time, back in time, at least the movie Seabiscuit told me that if horses can't race, they just plain shoot it. <laughs> I mean, but the, yeah, I would think that, yeah, that you wouldn't, that we'd be beyond that from the 1930s as well. Yeah. Or maybe that movie just wasn't accurate. No, I think it, it was, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> okay. I think that's <laughs> typically the way it would work. But uh, Good thing Chris Cooper saved that horse because it can be used for something else, you know. Yeah. Uh, 12 horses die is, that's. That has to, I, I don't know, I, maybe there is track, and I, I am as novice about this as anything, but, and that's saying a lot when you hear me talk on the show, but uh, that's, I can't help but think this has got to be something to do with the training or some kind of, maybe something's being given to these these horses that there's got to be something. I, I can't imagine just being the, unless there was some kind of drastic change, and you should know that if there was to the way the track is being put down, that this would happen all of a sudden. That's why you look. I mean, it's like you. But you would know, like we it's almost we did always this. when this happens, a surface issue, and they're gonna have to figure out what's going on there. The 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 racing thoroughbred. So the, via a database kept by the Jockey Club, one horse dies. One point two five horses die per every one thousand starts in racing, which means it happens less than less than one percent of, of all races. And for it to happen good. twelve times here during this meet is that's. It, I mean, they had to know it. something that, that they changed. It should be able to fix it, I would think. Like, they started dying at this at this point in date. Hey, we did this differently on this date. Let's change it back. Yeah. I mean, if it's a surface thing, I, I would think that would be something that should be not relatively easy to fix, but really easily to spot and find out what it is. And if it isn't that, then there's some shady people doing some shady stuff. Yeah. I, Which I in think, this business, I wouldn't, I mean. Well, you saw originally because you had, remember Derby Week, they had Safi Joseph who trained the horse that you like, Lord Miles. Like, no, yeah. You, you had two of his, uh, at least two, I think maybe three, of his horses died during derby. They were his horses. Coffee and so Churchill said, you know, all of your horses now can't run here. Like, there, there's something going on here. You're putting something in your horses. This is weird. You got to go. And since then, you've had more horses across multiple trainers die in similar fashions and so it's clearly very much just not a one barn deal no no I'm, no it's and not. that's why you have them shutting down and being like we got to figure out what the hell's going on here because this is just not, not it could be it could be something there all the barns are doing i mean steroids wasn't just on the oakland a's it was across the the mlb back in the late 80s right but again if it was just a steroid issue if it was no, I mean, steroids thing, and a drug in general yeah. i mean trainers are running multiple horses right now across multiple tracks i mean you've got you know, yeah yeah they're running right now at Belmont. They're running out at, at Santa Anita. They're they're running a lot of different places right now. And Churchill's the only track that's having this issue. So you got to figure out why. Um, and, and everybody at Churchill, every statement they've put out there has been like, we've got no answers. There's a lot of questions. we got to figure something out. And so now they're going to shut down completely and figure out what the hell's going on. Now, if some of these horses start having these issues at Ellis Park, then... There's something human involved, probably, that's not a track. Really, right. Yeah. Uh, then you then. Maybe you'll have to start to have some answers, but my guess is that's probably not. But if you are one of the people, if you, it is a human thing and you've moved, I mean, you got to be smart enough to quit doing it, right? Because you know you're gonna if you keep doing it, you're bound to get caught. Yeah. But then again, I mean, if you're cheating at that level, then you probably have your intelligence is few and far between. I would take a couple texts here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Um, Texas says, "What are Trevor's thoughts on the Wolf of Wall Street movie?" Love it. Do you? 
I feel like that wouldn't be up your alley. Talk for a second. Are you, are you eating? I was thinking of buying it and think I was going to get a question. <laughs> How big is this bite? What are you eating on air? We have like 10 minutes to break. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I'm good. As good as this roast beef. Uh, that was a big bite. It was because I was. <laughs> I, uh, no, I love. But you didn't think I like Wolf of Wall Street, really? Why not? I don't know. It just didn't strike me as like a movie. I, 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 it's very much a. I feel like a movie that bros like for the wrong reasons because they just kind of miss the message. Kind of like Hangover a little bit. Sort of, but like, like I like, like Hangover, but it gets annoying that it got like just so like overused and oversaturated and. But like you know the. The, the message of the movie is not it, it's like the original Wall Street like like Jor- Jordan Belfort is not like cool like, like you know he's 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 the villain in this like he's not a good guy he's not you're not supposed to watch this and be like man I want to be like and I think there are a lot of people that watch it like hell yeah man like I, I want to be Leo I want to do the dance I want to take the quaaludes I, I want to you know the girls in the boat like like I think that people like the movie for the wrong reasons sometimes. Like, it's cool as hell, dude. Well, the same reason why the NWO was popular in wrestling, and they were bad guys. Kind of, but that's not real life. Yeah, but that's that's where we where we. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how much that movie's true. So, I mean, I mean, he's a real person. Like that's. I know he's a. I know he's a real person. I know what he did. I mean, but I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know how many. You know, that doesn't mean everything in that movie actually happened. No, but he went to. You know, he the the, the basic setup of him engaging in fraud, eventually having to go to jail for a couple of years. You know, doing the the, what, the penny stock scam like that's his real life. Like that's that's real. You know, the real no, life. I know, and no, I do. I, I'm surprised you didn't think I would like. It. I know I really enjoyed the movie. Now, it's hard to watch when it's on like AMC, but like the actual movie itself. No, I, I enjoyed it uh, immensely. I've I've watched it multiple times. Okay, I, uh, I did. You like it? I liked it fine. It was. I mean, did you not find it like predict? I mean, I could see you not liking it in the same way you didn't like Grant Grant Torino though. Well, no, but again, like this is based on a true story. Like it's not. Latrino could have been. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the, like I, I could have written that. By the way, I, I didn't watch it all. But I watched. I, I, so I was looking for a movie to watch the other day. Have you seen the movie Auto with Tom Hanks? No, but I've heard it's bad. I. So I was. I love Tom Hanks. I do. Which we made hating Elvis so much harder. He's America's dad. He is. He's so great, and he looks just like my uncle, and. Like so, I I I was I was gonna watch it, and I was I said, well, let me watch a trailer real quick. And I watched a trailer, and I couldn't help. I haven't watched this movie, so I could be completely wrong. But it looked like he like, it looked like they took Grand Torino and put it on basic cable. Like it was just like it looks like a cleaned up PG version of Grand Torino, where he's like the angry man, except instead of being you know overly racist and direct about it, he's just like, I don't like you, you fooey. You know, and but any friends the the people he's not supposed to, and in the end they they get together and they they become they realize they have more in common than they did. Angry man has his cold exterior cracked through. I mean, yeah, it's not trust me. I mean, listen, all this time. I get it. It's not. Yeah, it's not something that's like inventing the wheel. But yeah, I mean, just because it's not an original plotline doesn't mean the movie can't good. I love Grand Torino, despite you having no soul and hating it, which would probably make it the opposite way around. Me having no soul would be I love it. But anyway. That's what it looked like to me. Like I could be wrong. If somebody's seen Auto and you've seen Grand Torino, let me know if I'm call- I'm good. I'm calling this properly. But that's what it came off to me. And so because of that, I was like, I can't watch this. I have an idea for a movie now that just came to me. Ooh, really? I like I'm that. Write them. Put it in my notes app right now. It's about an old man who meets a meets an ethnic group of pigs he he didn't like and then similar. <laughs> a musician born after two thousand 
finds a way to crack through Trevor's cold <laughs> musical exterior and put him onto a new level of music that he appreciates. Like, you know, he's like, eh, this is crap. And then just boom, like something happens. I don't know. Dude, there has to be 2010. There's a line that's direct to his heart that just that hits him on a level that he didn't even know was possible. Maybe a tear is shed. Maybe a hug is had. Maybe he's the movie ends with him going front row to the concert. He's there. He's singing along. He's not into it, but he's clapping. He's nodding his head a little bit. Then all of a sudden he's clapping. Then he's dancing. Then he's singing the words. And you know he's forever changed. Boom. Billion dollars to the box Sounds office. predictable if you ask me. Oh, it is. It's gonna be a terrible movie. That's that's the whole point. I think I, I sent you the uh, what was what was the year I said it was two thousand. I sent you the last like the uh, Facebook memory of me getting just a, old man angry in two thousand nine about the MTV movie award. That was good. Yeah. If so, you wanted a movie award, this <laughs> your movie had to suck. I'm like at twenty nine. I'm old. In my day, we were honoring Austin Powers. I wanted. So in fairness, I'm looking up right now. Would you like to know who just dominated that that movie awards this year? Oh nine. Oh nine. It oh, I can't even. I have no idea what was. It was basically dominated movie. by two movies: like Step Brothers or Wedding Wedding Crashers. No, Twi- that was that was earlier. Twilight and High School Musical three. Oh. Twilight won Best Movie over Iron Man. I like Iron Man. I was that one bad. Dark Knight, which I didn't really like. I like Dark Knight. Uh, High School Musical three. Haven't seen any of the high school music. And I love this one. This is like the most random movie. There's every category has like one random person in it. Slumdog Millionaire. So, well, I mean, Slumdog Millionaire won Best Picture. Though. Yeah, I know. But it well, couldn't be Twilight. Yeah, it's like, it's like, the, <laughs> I always kind of like that about the MTV. I feel like they tried to capitalize on like the what, what the teen, like the, the biggest movie in their world that year was, which sometimes it was it overlapped with the Academy Awards. But again, you reach a certain point where, yeah, the MTV Music and Movie Awards aren't trying to speak to you. And... For you, I guess that was 2009. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like there's always like one like random kind of like uh, best female was uh, Kristen Stewart from Twilight. Uh, she beat out uh, Anne Hathaway from Bride Wars. Uh, Kate, fun, fun fact about my wife, real quick: hates Kristen Stewart. Like, cannot what? stand her. I think there's a, every woman cannot stand her. Every at woman all. has a woman actress she hates. She hates her. Hates the, her. The next girlfriend I had hated Emma Stone, which is weird because you, we've talked. I love Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone, too. Yeah, but, like, I think there's every woman has one woman actress she despises for whatever reason. She hated Kristen. Like, before she got cast as Twilight, when, when that news broke, there was a... Because Kristen Stewart recently got cast as Princess Diana. Oh, And I Lord. thought that it was going to kill my wife. Like, I, I, I was like, this is, I'm going to be a single father here pretty soon. I'm going to raise these, these bleephead kids all on my own because she's not going to be able to handle this news. Best comedic performance that year. Jim Carrey from Yes Man. I don't even remember Yes Man. It's not very good. Okay. It, but it did beat out Steve Carell from the Get Smart reboot, which I've never seen. Amy Poehler from Baby Mama, I've never seen. Anna Ferris from House Bunny, I regretfully have seen. And James Franco from Pineapple Express. <laughs> but the only Pineapple Express nomination this entire, in this entire night. How did that movie not just sweep through the MTV Movie Awards? Sorry, I'm distracted now. Patrick... Um... Ryan, like, Inter Patrick has texted us. He, they're at Freedom Hall. It's Manuel's graduation that's happening right now. Oh, apparently. yeah, yeah. And so, like, my nephew, Jack, is right next to the Ryan brothers. You know, Rutherford yeah. Ryan, right next to the alphabet. And so he just sent me a selfie of all three of them together and was like, so again, my, this is my nephew. He's brilliant. He got like a 35 on the ACT. He's got a full ride to college. Um, he's going to go to Yale. He chose Emory because they gave him a full ride. And he just goes, Jack has noticeably more chords than we do. I was like, has yeah. more what? Cord, you know, you get chords for like all the. Academic accomplishments for when I you graduate. I have no idea. 
Well, you didn't. Again, you didn't graduate. I wouldn't have any cords if I did. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Gave like a rubber band to put around. I'd, your be, back. I'd be over naked. <laughs> Is this like beads you get from like for flashing at Mardi Gras? That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah. Oh. I, I did. I happily saw a, a scene from Sarah Marshall. Uh, something from Sarah Marshall did get nominated, but didn't win that night, that year. It deserved to win. It's yeah. the best movie of the year. Unfortunately, its only nomination came under best WTF moment, and its naked breakup lost out to peeing in the sink by Amy Poehler. <laughs> also, also nominated curved bullet kill from Wanted, jumping in a poop shed from Slumdog Millionaire, and tasting a decapitated head from Thunder Tropic. Good. Tropic, Tropic Thunder, Thunder, excuse me, yeah. Thunder Tropic. Thunder, I'm just like, leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how breakup, naked breakup didn't make that win. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> no. I've got one question about your that's thoughts that. on Wolf of Wall Street led us to that entire, like, I know. Spiel. I do love Wolf of Wall Street, though. It's, 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 uh, what year did that come out? Probably like 2011. Oh, like look at like. that. Well, but Trevor hates everything after 2010. <laughs> There's no way. It must have come out in 99, right? <laughs> no, no, that's impossible. You must be lying to me. Wolf of Wall And what was the other one that you watched like recently that you liked? Oh, man. It's from like just like two, three years. It was a, it's a very recent movie that because every time that comes up, you reference that one. I mean, I like the, the, the rom-com Yesterday. That, that's, that's new. You brought up Yesterday a few times. Uh, I liked Yesterday, too. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I mean, what was... Uh, well, Anyways, uh, yeah, it was probably right. was it something that was up for Academy Award recently? I don't know. Um, I do like that everybody was. <laughs> everybody was like, "How do you do three hours?" I'm like, "This is how. That's how it happens." <laughs> I can't imagine talking sports for three hours. I'm like, I can't either. We don't. <laughs> That's the joke. Uh, Texas, the T.M. Kelsey School for the Blind and Deaf, where we get more hyped watching Brom throw something or rip a phone book in half. Do you guys also? Hate that paper clip from the old Microsoft Word days. Uh, he was cool as bleep. No, he wasn't. Paper. The, oh, the paper clip was fine. The paper clip sucked. Yeah, I remember though. I didn't have internet until like two thousand four, two thousand five. I didn't have a computer till then. Like we, 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 that was that was that was for you rich folks. Well, but you saw. I'm, I'm, I had I'm, Microsoft I'm, Word before I had like the internet. I'm like lower middle class, so like going my my buddy's mom. We she had a computer. We'd go over there and use it. Like, but I didn't get my first like laptop and computer till like two thousand. So I went to, to college in 04. I got my first laptop when I because they again at Dayton they made us buy yeah. all this like, tangent the well, worst a, laptop of all time. But you had a computer at your house like your parents probably had one right. We got a computer. We had, so we had a computer that didn't have internet growing up. Okay. We had a computer that I would just use to because when I I went when I trade when I changed from Wilder Elementary to Holy Trinity you go to like the kind of the private school like, you had to like type papers and stuff and we had a typewriter that's all I used to use. I used to use a typewriter and everybody else had computers so, like we my dad brought one of his old computers home from work. And so you could just you could literally just type stuff and print it out on, on there. And then I think we got a computer that had AOL and AIM in like 2000. We got it for Christmas. We got it was like a family gift. It was one of those. It was one of those where like my parents tried to pawn it off as like my gift. And I'm like, like everybody's. I mean, th- this is not fair. Like I, I don't. This is like supposed to be my big gift, but everybody's going to use this. I know exactly what you're doing. This is just as much for you <laughs> as everybody else. I'm like, come on. The, the first time I ever used a laptop, my aunt had one who lived in Indiana. And I remember this was about 97, probably. I think it was the year that Cleveland Browns left, so maybe 96. And um, that's the first time I'd ever, like, got on the internet. And I, I didn't know. Like, I, I, I guess, I don't she'd said something about don't try to use it too much. So in my, in my mind, I guess that means it would, like, charge or something. But in, in, in hindsight, she was probably referring to the fact that it, eats up, it takes up the phone line. And yeah, no that, that was a big issue in my Oh, house. yeah. Uh, so, like, I remember, like, I went on, I, I was on this thing, like, all night. 
Like the next day, I was so scared. Like I thought I was gonna get in so much trouble because I thought I was, I thought I'd rang up like some like giant like phone sex bill or something on her computer. But otherwise, but in reality, I just allowed no one to call between like midnight and four a.m. We used to have a thing. So my mom, God love her. I mean, she used to work like four jobs, and she still works like her ass off at the at the, at the preschool. But she also she would come home after working at the preschool, and she would tutor. And then like three nights a week, she would teach Lamaze classes, which are breathing for for pregnant women to prepare for yeah, no, birth. Lamaze, yeah and so she like so she used our home phone as her like lamaz business phone and i still like my friends would call my house i can tell you the the answering message to this day i can recite it for you you ready yeah this is virginia rutherford the prepared childbirth instructor i'm sorry i'm not able to come to the phone right now but if you'll leave your name your mess your number at a convenient time to reach you I'll get back to you just as soon as I can. Thank you, because we would hear that message seventy-five times a day. Because all the like, if you were a pregnant woman in Louisville who wanted Lamaze, you went to my mom, and like her classes always filled up very quickly, and so the phone was always ringing. And then you know when I when we got the internet in like um, I was like eighth grade freshman year of high school, you know, I wanted to get on AIM and chat with my friends, but we had just the one phone line, and mom would get so furious when she would pick it up and it'd be like. <laughs> and like I would just hear her yelling at me constantly. So I had to, I feel like I always had to be like after hours on AIM, which sucked because the computer was in like the room where like my dad had his office. So like I, I, there was never a time for Mike to have a lone computer. Again, these kids today, they don't know the struggles. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you need to be alone in the, with the computer there, Mike? Yeah, sometimes I wanted to, to look at somebody that had maybe had a bad word in it. I wanted to read some stuff that maybe had a bad word. I don't know. Who knows? I think I know. Who knows? <laughs> 14-year-old boy on computer. Probably the same thing 16-year-old Trevor thought he would get in trouble for using it at midnight 3A. 14-year-old boys on the computer sometimes want to play, I don't know, golf games. They just they, they want to play video games that maybe their parents won't approve of. <laughs> Who knows? I'll take a break when we come oh, back. 4 o'clock hour. The loading speed of, of trying to get to see a picture. It was like you needed three hours. I mean, it was just, you, you're running the golf. I'm like the printer. I'm like, come on, come on. Oh, you'd have a printer. I'm just sitting there waiting like. Come on, come on. It's the longest foreplay I've ever had. It's terrible. <laughs> Again, you'll never know the struggle. Four o'clock yeah. hours up next. The Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
I had to pick lyrics slash clean. Nine years. Yeah. <laughs> she does drop a bad word in there. That's right. She does. Because um, she's edgy and cool. We have not talked about this yet. Uh, last night, the NBA Finals game one happened. I, I know you and I both had, I'd say, tempered interest. I mean, you were talking about all the Ted Lasso you were going to watch, just not even pretending like you were going to watch a little bit <laughs> well, of the NBA Finals game. In, in fairness, I started watching it. I watched a little bit in the first half. Halftime hit. And I flipped over and started watching a Football Life documentary on Bruce Smith. And then, and then after that, I went to Ted Lasso, and I completely forgot about the basketball game. You didn't really need to come back after I did good. seeing any part of it because like, I, I was more into the Reds game last night. I was watching that. And, again, we're, we're scrambling to get stuff together for this uh, for, for this trip we're taking tonight. And so I, I didn't have a chance to watch. But like, I'm keeping up with the score, and it looks like the, the Nuggets are in total control. So I just yep. pretty much watched the Reds game. I flipped over at the end after the Reds had been beaten because the Heat were making a little bit of a run. Now, I said Nuggets by 10. They won by 11. I wanted to be exactly right. But every time that Miami kind of was, like, threatening to make it somewhat interesting, they just gave the ball to Jokic, and he made a play. Finishes with a triple-double. I think I saw that there have been 12 triple-doubles in the playoffs so far this year, and he's got nine of them, which is – that's something. That's it's, it's pretty remarkable. But I feel even more – Say that one time. I'm sorry. There have been 12 triple-doubles in the playoffs so far this year. He's got oh. nine of them, okay. uh, which is pretty wild. Um, watching last night, watching a little bit of last night and kind of seeing the highlights and seeing that how in control Denver was, I feel even more confident in, in my Nuggets in five prediction. I feel like that's uh, – the Heat are going to get one, but I don't think this is ever going to be a crazy competitive series. I agree. I, I, I mean, I thought that one would be last night. I thought they could kind of come out and maybe, like, catch them off guard. I'm so glad I, did not, I forgot to make my bet before I left Southern Indiana. Oh, that's the – I never That's have I been. Lucky. It's one of those very rare moments because usually when that happens, it's that the bet wins and you're like, bleep him. Sure. Um, this case, yeah, I was going to take the the heat on money line and on 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 the spread. So, I mean, it would it would have cost me you know decent not decent. I wouldn't bet a whole lot on it, but like hundred bucks total or something. But uh, but yeah, it would have been yeah, I would it would have sucked either way. I would and I would have been more mad watching the game because when I saw it halftime, the score, I was like, I'm kind of glad I did forget to pick this bet because this is uh. I don't know if I want to – I really thought the Heat would have a little more life last night than they did. I mean, I know they're not a better team. I that, that, I, I know that. That's obvious. I mean, the East is so far again behind the West, it's not even funny. But it's yeah, – that's still. I thought they could at least – yeah. I think they – I agree with you. I think they'll still pull one out of respect, even if it is down 3 nothing or something when it happens. I know you were super into the NBA back in the day when the Pacers were good. You loved 90s well, NBA basketball. Did you get really into the finals growing up? Were you yeah. like one of those kids that just like – Really looking forward to it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was. I was the opposite. I very much was. About like, my NBA was until about just no more than like three or four. Years, about I'd say eighteen, maybe roughly. Oh, really? when it started fading, really. Like yeah. I remember, I remember one time we had a. I want to say we had like a baseball game or a baseball practice, and I went in to grab a sandwich at Subway. And I remember it was one of the Jazz Bowl series, ninety seven or ninety eight. Yeah, and the guy was like, he's like, he's like, you pumped for the game tonight, man. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like. Braves game, Reds game. I was like, I was like, I, I, is U of L playing somebody? I had no idea. I just, I was not in. I, I followed the NBA a little bit, but I was very much. I felt like growing up, and this is still a thing, but it's. I, I think it's more reduced now than it used to be. There was like this deal where if you were a, a Louisvillean and you loved college basketball and you loved the Cards or you loved the Cats, you kind of had to hate the NBA, right? It was just like the NBA sucks, college basketball is the best, and like you got to pick one or the other. I guess. And man. I was very much team college basketball, and I felt like my friends were kind of the, the same way. And we do, and now that that I've gotten older, 
because you know people grow up and they, they change and they can mm-hmm. see things as being ridiculous from when they were kids. I get so annoyed when that argument comes up, whether it's in the NCAA tournament or now when the playoffs are happening, there will always be a handful of NBA writers or a handful of prominent NBA fans who are like, how could you watch this and choose to be a college basketball fan over this? I'm like, nobody has ever argued that the skill level is better in college than it is in the NBA. Nobody has ever like, this guy would be the best player in the NBA right now if he wasn't a junior at Kent State making this run in the NCAA tournament. Like, that's never the thing. It's just people, like, I like college basketball, one, because I grew up as a diehard Louisville fan. It's my team. It's their sport. I love watching the sport because I love kind of comparing the rest of the country and to seeing where Louisville's place fits in all this. And also just I, I love the the differential in styles. I think you don't get that in the NBA where it's, you know, Tony Bennett's winning with a slow-down pack line. Um, you know, back at Roy Williams was winning with the, the fast-paced secondary break. John Calipari's got the one-and-dones and the dribble drive. Like, everybody has this different style and this different philosophy, and they all think that their style and philosophy is the best way to win. Whereas at the NBA, it's more or less an, a, a like slight variation of the same thing in this day and age. It used not to be, though. It used to not be, for sure. But like now it's changed. And like if you are looking for the best athletes in the world that play basketball, sure. Like the NBA is going to deliver in a, uh, in a way that college basketball simply can't. But I just I, I love... I love the gigantic sample size of teams. I, I love, I mean, 363 teams. Every state in the country, besides Alaska, is represented in Division One college basketball. And it's like this it's like this gigantic puzzle piece where you're trying to figure out how it's all going to go at the end. Every game affects conference tournament seeding, which then affects which teams get into the NCAA tournament. And then you have this big, gigantic event to have it all play. I, I just, I love the layout of college basketball. And I like the NBA, too. But it's not like because I love the way that college basketball is laid out and I love the the passion and all that stuff that I can be like, the NBA sucks. I don't. I get why people might prefer the NBA to college basketball. And I don't know why we can't just say, I enjoy both. It's like the whole, like, the whole this sport sucks, my sport's the best mentality that some sports fans have. I just don't get. I like pretty much every sport. And even the one, like, the one major sport that I can't, just can't get into is like mixed martial arts and UFC and, and that stuff. It's just, it's not for me. But I'm not sitting here saying it sucks, and I don't know how anybody could ever like this. I get why people like it. It's just, it's not my thing. Like, I don't know why, I, I never know why that becomes a national discussion. Like, this sucks. I can't believe anybody will. Like, I, I, some I, people like different things. I mean, I'm half of what you said. I, I will say the NBA some, most of the time sucks. I get why people like it, though. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. I mean, it's a I, I, if you like it, it's fine, but I think it sucks. You think it sucks. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I thought, you know, there's movies I think that, are, that suck, but I mean, I could see, I guess, where somebody would like them. Maybe be in your wheelhouse. There's movies I probably, they're in my wheelhouse like that, that, you know, I I, I like that are, that are, that are you know, I, I, I find amusing or entertaining, but, you know, someone else might think is just awful. Shallow how? Even though. <laughs> <laughs> Case in <laughs> point. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, you're you're a big fan. I've, I've teased you about it before, because it, it's not my 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 humor. Even though I do like most humor, but you're a big like McGruber fan. It's not kind of that's not really my cup of tea. Did you watch McGruber? I never really have I've seen the skits. It's just I'll it's try to watch it. Skits. I'll try to watch yeah. it, but usually that just that's never been really my thing. It's never really done it m- moved my needle. I guess you could say. But I mean, I get where but, but that doesn't mean that not, not everything's for everybody. That's the beauty of uh, of having all these other options. Now the NBA, yeah, the my problem with the NBA is just like I love college because of its maybe its imperfections and it isn't aim, you know, 
there there is it isn't perfect, and it is somewhat about maybe more leaning towards some coaching style, and like you just said, where the NBA is, you know, coaches are probably least relevant in the NBA than any other pro sport. I would think. I don't know about hockey as well, but I know compared to the baseball, they sure are. And I don't know, just the talent level just is down to me, and then that's not. I mean. I can I'll be okay with you know a lack of maybe level of talent in college because it is college basketball. That's the part of the beauty of the imperfection. It's it's the mole in Cindy Crawford's cheek. But the NBA, I guess my standards are too high and a lot higher than most people have. As by the discussion we had yesterday, that you know I just because you're you're an NBA in the NBA and you may put up some steroided stats, I'm, doesn't mean I think you're a good player. And I don't think it definitely de- defines you as a good player. I mean. I- I just don't get the complete dismissal, especially this time of the year when people, because the NBA has a big time online following. I, mm-hmm. I think the NBA, it, it's become, and I'm not the first, I'm like the millionth person to still talk about this. It's sort of like a real WWE and that people get into the storylines and the off the court stuff just as much as they do the actual games. I feel like that's the big draw there. And the evidence in that, I mean, you hear people to this time of year say, the NBA is just such a better product than college basketball. And it's I just disagree. such a, it, it's such a, it's just more pristine. Then why were nine of the ten most watched basketball games last year college basketball games? Because yeah, the, the American public is not reflecting that. I mean, the NBA ratings. I, I know that they're. It's a huge international sport. Like people from China, people from the Philippines, people from you know wherever aren't watching the NCAA tournament at, at the level that they're watching NBA basketball. But here in America, like college basketball is every bit as popular as the NBA. Just uh, you, you don't hear about it as much because there's there's more media, there's more off the court stuff happening, uh, and th- that's fine. Like I I I enjoy watching the playoffs for the most part. I'm not that into these finals, but that's more about the two teams involved than it is anything else. And I'll watch the games. This you know the, the next one was it Sunday? I think is game two. I'm, I'm sure I'll watch that Sunday. Yeah, they got the time off between get the NHL because you got to put the NHL in there. NHL game one is Saturday, and now that you know, they're... I mean, you want to know what kill, kills momentum of wanting to watch it? That that right there is, is is exhibit number A, maybe. Yeah, I'd love for exhibit number number A. You like that? <laughs> I'd kind of do that on purpose. I'd like to. I'd like to see it go Thursday, Saturday. You know, do the two game days off between, and Saturday night is perfect time to have game two. But they're going Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. So you've got three days off between games now in the And finals. then uh, they did switch. They don't do the 2-3-2 two, two format anymore, right? NBA did switch away from that, if I remember correctly. I believe it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Which was, yeah. should be. That, they, went totally to two, they went to 2-3-2 two, two back during in the 80s because I guess they, they weren't doing chartered planes and they, between L.A. and Boston, they didn't want to, you know. That's what it, but it stayed like that way too long. I mean, with the gap between games, it made it even more just ridiculous to have a 2-3-2 two, two format. I think it's been a while since they changed it. I can't remember when they did it, but I know I, I knew I assumed that they had changed it eventually. Because they were the only. I think are they the only ones that still do? Because baseball doesn't do. Does MLB still do two three two? I think they. No, I don't think anybody does two three two anymore. No one does it. Okay, good. It's outdated. It's completely. unfair. It's it gave it's the advantage to the team yeah. that had the three straight home games. Because if you take one on the road, just yeah. if you pull one upset. It's like boom. We can we can wait three games at home oh, and when, we're done. When the Pacers went in two thousand against Lakers, I, that was. Yeah, that's how my mindset was like. I'm glad we're not the home court advantage. Yeah, I'll I'll take the three. Yeah, in the middle. I yeah. I just I mean, and the problem with the NBA also is that, and this is I know that there's gonna be people that are like gonna tell me I'm an idiot because Sean Matthew I know loves Denver, but the NBA has always been less about like support of a team than more support of a star. And you see that more in the NBA, I think, than any other sport. I think for people who don't live in a area with a team, for sure. And even some that do. I mean, I think it's 
I mean, I think it's it's like Major League Baseball in that it's become a little bit regionalized, not to the degree that that MLB has, but you know, if you're a if you live in Denver, I think you're you're a Nuggets fan. You follow the team. You may cheer for. It's like Louisville cheering for players after they go to the NBA. Like you may like be like, oh, I, I still like Carmelo, but I'm you know I'm a Nuggets fan at heart. I care more about them than I care about the Knicks or, or wherever the star player is gone. But I think if you're like I've got friends who are LeBron fans who just like you know they they, yeah. they don't have a team. But they they cheer for wherever LeBron goes. Like, I know, yeah. I've got friends who, I mean, like I, I've never really had an NBA team. I sort of just cheer for where the Louisville players are. I cheer for them. Um, but I've I've also got friends that are like like my buddy Rodney. He's a diehard Heat fan. He always has been, and he's he's super into the. the he's watching more Heat than he is Reds right now. Uh, but it's I, I think that you're definitely right about if you live in an area like Louisville and you like the NBA. You might just get attached to players and just follow them wherever they go, and as opposed to just being a Celtics fan or a Knicks fan or whatever fan. Plus, the NBA doesn't want to hear this, and the women don't want to hear this. But there, there's 30 teams. There needs to be. They need to cut like six teams away. The, the, the talent pool is just too thinned out, and it's and that's what really I mean affected the 90s and early 2000s. When the early 2000s was, I mean, the NBA was as bad as it was in the 70s, and that was because the ABA was taking a lot of its talent, and they had a lot of coke problems. But like, <clears throat> and I felt like that you had a kind of a a refresh with the whole LeBron generation. And as I said the other day, like that generation is getting old and that's coming to an end. And I, I worry that we're about to see another early 2000s NBA where we've got teams like the Nets going to back-to-back finals. I mean, that's, I'm sorry, no teams are going to be going to the finals back-to-back years when your second best player is Kerry Kittles. That's just, that's just a, just a, a black eye on the NBA. That just shows you how bad the talent pool is. Yeah, I disagree. I, I think, that, I mean, then, yeah, for sure. I, I think that the talent pool is fine. I think you're going to see. I mean, I mean, Jason Kidd was great, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up in a league where you had to have like two like star level players to contend for a title. And you saw that come back a little bit into fruition with the, the players, you know, joining super teams a little bit. But like now it's just like you just need like one star player and then that's it. I mean, the Miami Heat only has Jimmy Jimmy and Butler, if you want to argue as a star. I mean, Denver, I mean, Jokic, maybe Murray. I mean, I, I don't know if Murray, but I think Murray is also <laughs> somewhat more a product of the style that the NBA allows now being good. I think you have enough. Real, I mean, Jokic is still relatively young. Yeah. Giannis is still relatively young. Yeah. You've got Luka. You've got, I mean, you've got Tatum and Brown with the Celtics. You've know, got yeah. Joel Embiid. I don't think either of them are superstars, but yeah. I, mean, I think Jason Tatum's an absolute superstar. I mean, he can be. I mean, he wants to. Didn't he average like thirty points per game this yeah, year? Yeah, Brown averaged like twenty-seven. Like he's they're they're both um, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, but you you do have Curry getting old, Durant getting old, LeBron getting old, um, and and then it kind of becomes. I mean, Damian Lillard has. I mean, is, is he missing his window? Yeah, it's kind of gone. I mean, guards are just, guards are a plenty though because of the way the rules have changed in the NBA. Guard- John Morant can put his gun away. You- <laughs> He's got a chance to be a star. Donovan. Uh, also, I got to point this out. We 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 we've made fun of, of of Rick Barnes for decades now. Feels like because he couldn't get past the first round with Kevin Durant. Well, he couldn't get past the second round. Couldn't pass the second round. Can Now that we've seen Kevin Durant in the pros, are we starting to maybe think it wasn't all Rick, Rick, Rick Barnes? No. <laughs> I mean, Durant can't do crap. Durant is got less spine than the guy from from Shell How that walks on all fours. I mean, he he can't do anything in the clutch. He's just, he's just, he can be the best player on a team, but he can never be the leader of a team. I mean, he was the Finals MVP. He can be the best player Twice. on the team because he had Curry, but he was still the best player in that series. He was. Both, both those series. Oh, I agree. He was best player on the court, but when you ask him to be the the, the go to guy. 
You can throw any analogy you want. Fold like a cheap suit, a lawn chair. He was the go-to guy in both those series, and he was the best player, and he won MVP both times. But you had Curry to lead the team. Curry was the leader. Grant can't do that. You've seen it the last two years in, in Brooklyn well, and in he Phoenix. he couldn't be the go-to guy, though. That's a little bit different. He was definitely the go-to guy in both those series. Curry was not great in either one of those series, and Durant saved their ass. Not that he can't be the leader of a team. He can well, be the best player. He can't be a leader of a team. I mean, I, th- I think that he's... He be two different things. <laughs> I, th- I think that he's, he's fine. I mean, I don't... I, really? No, tell that to Phoenix. I don't think being... You tell, know, that to, tell that to Brooklyn. I don't think being an MVP in a two-time finals MVP OKC. means that he w- was not good in college. I think he's been... Like, LeBron didn't need to go. LeBron could go and add stars to him, but he could still be... He would still be the leader. He Because he, he has that gene. Kevin Durant is the kind of guy that when the spotlight comes on him, he's running away and hiding in the corner. Again, he was two-time Finals MVP. If you want to say he's not a great leader, that's okay. what I'm saying. But he, when the spotlight's on him, he played incredibly in the on the biggest stage. I'm saying that I think it was more on him than Barnes in, the, in that Texas run. Now, I think I think Barnes should get a little bit of a uh, little bit of relief. <laughs> I think we've been a little bit hard on Rick Barnes. Well, now I'm curious, like how he played, because I think they lost to USC. Didn't they lose to OJ Mayo? Right? I think they lost to OJ Mayo in USC. I'm I wonder how positive. he played in that game. Because uh, they won their first round game, they were the, a, a four seed, which seems ridiculous. Um, they beat who did they beat? They beat yeah they lost to USC. They beat New Mexico State by twelve. Then USC blew them out. Tokyo, oh, out shocking because it was like Durant. <laughs> what did Durant do? Now I want to know if he like just played like an absolute dog in that I game. Be, I was I think it was in Vegas during that game. He was the player of the year in college basketball that season. Oh, I mean, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He should be. He was an awesome. He had thirty points. Did he really? Yeah. And he still lost? He had 30 points, 9 rebounds, and they lost by 19. Wow, that's about 19. A, uh, DJ Augustin kind of let him down there. I never, I never, I'm not, again, that, I'm not saying that Durant can't put up points and be the best player on the court. I've never denied that. I've always been a supporter of Durant. I think Durant, even during his prime versus LeBron, I think I would have taken Durant as a, as a skill player. But he just doesn't have that. He can't do it. DJ Augustin, 6 points, 1 of 8 shooting, 6 turnovers. That may have been the bigger issue there. That, that that that's probably what got him. Hey, leave, leave DJ Augustine alone. Um, he scored twenty seven in their other win, in their one win. In the the, the who they beat in the first round? Uh, New just, Mexico, Mexico State, Mexico State. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Okay, D. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm all I'm saying is Rick. Unlike everybody else in this world, I th- I think you deserve a little bit of apology. For just that one, not all the Tennessee flops? Oh, yeah, yeah, just that one. Tennessee <laughs> just one's that on, one game. All the others are on you, buddy. But this one, he's been unfairly saddled with this for a year. I mean, this is for almost 20, for what, almost what, 8, 16 years? Oh, Rick Barnes, he's always been that. He couldn't get past second round with Kevin Durant. Well, Durant can't get past the first round or second round in, in this level either with guys like pretty good players around him. I think your logic's <laughs> flawed, but that's okay. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Uh, we'll t- read a couple here before we go to break and shift away from the NBA. Uh, Texter says, Trevor, the NBA is the, is the most talented it's ever been. If you take away teams, the NBA is going to have the same problem that WNBA is having with deserving players getting cut every year. Kevin Durant also took that young OKC team to the finals pretty much by himself. I mean, he wasn't by himself. He had James Harden and Russell Westbrook with him. But he was easily the best player. Oh, he was. I mean, he was best. He's been the best player on every. As, as a skills, he's been the best player on every team he's been on in, every year in the NBA. Texas Trevor should tweet all these thoughts at KD. He'd probably respond. I mean, I doubt it. He'll probably. If I do it during the during the clutch moment of a game, he'll probably run off. 
Texas says, you guys are right on it. Most of the country is shut out from NBA markets, so it makes sense that the NCAA is more popular. It's more of a European system uh, anyway where everyone has their local clubs. I mean, if you live in an NBA city, you went to a university probably. And if you're a sports fan, you're rooting for that team, whether it's from the city you live in currently or where you're from. You are. I do think, though, like in pro sports cities, pro sports just absolutely run the show. Like, having friends that have lived like now all over the country and like, is, they're all like it's just all like nobody cares about the the big college team here. But where where what city would you consider like like you you say a baseball city? You think New York? You think St. Louis? Mm-hmm. You know, say football, Philadelphia, Texas in general, anywhere. Yeah, pretty much yeah, Florida. They they go in full states. Uh, like what would you consider like a like if I was to say NBA city? Give me a diehard NBA city. Like does the one really come to mind? I, you look at the I, – I feel – the first thing that I thought of was Sacramento because they don't have another – I, I, I think the West Coast does have a larger support for NBA than they do any other sport, I think, to a degree. I mean, I do think – I think New York is a basketball city. I think a lot of cold areas are, are basketball cities. Like, they care more about the Knicks in New York than they do the Giants and the Jets by a wide margin mm, is what everybody says up there. Okay. I mean, I'll um, have to, I, I don't, I'll have to take I mean, your word for that. I think that – I mean, I know there's no college up there. But even the Pacers, listen, the Pacers, Indiana is a diehard basketball state. But when the Pacers aren't good, I mean, when they're good, they're good, trust me. But when they're not good, and I've had tickets when they're not, no one shows up. They had to run a telethon at one point to keep the team in Indianapolis. I feel like L.A. is a basketball city. It's a good baseball city, too. It's a real the, sports city in general. The Dodgers, I mean, the Dodgers always lead MLB in attendance. That's true. They have, they definitely have a huge I – mean, it's helped that they've been so good recently, too. Um, also, the, I'm, I think that helps a little bit too with being Southern LA and, and Dodgers having, I mean, baseball being a very popular Hispanic sport as well. Sure. I think that has a little bit that helps with it. I mean, I'm, I guess Charlotte would be a basketball city, but th- like that wow, kind of. That's sad because our teams have been awful. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think they're desperate for the Bobcats to be good. Well, they're not the Bobcats anymore. Who are they? The Hornets. We're back to the Hornets. The, yeah. the, the Hornets now. <laughs> uh, they're desperate for the Hornets to be good, but they just, you know. I mean, even like in a city like like Philadelphia, like Philly's a, a, just a giant sports city, I think, For and sure. I think they love the Sixers. But even like when you talk about it, they're probably behind, I mean they're behind the Eagles in terms of fan. I mean fans. Are they? I mean, you'd know better than I would. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't say they're behind the Phillies, maybe, but I know. I mean, yeah, Eagles are number one in Philadelphia. Uh, probably second would actually be the Flyers over the Sixers, if anything. Let's see. BetSports ranks the best basketball cities in America. Um, Again, this is number one is Philadelphia. Philadelphia takes the top spot with a basketball fan score of seven four seven. The Sixers have the second highest average win percentage the last five years and the second highest attendance behind Milwaukee. They got Boston two, San Francisco three, Boston yeah, I mean Atlanta four. I don't, I don't think of Atlanta as a basketball but, city at all. But Boston, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I once went down to meet somebody in Atlanta. They were playing the Magic in the second round. It was game three of a 1-1 series. And I went up to the co- the, the the box office five minutes before tip-off and bought a ticket in lower level for 50 bucks. I believe that. They lost the game to Orlando, by the way, by 50 points. Chicago's a basketball no city. No one knew that, though. <laughs> Chicago's a good sports town in general, but it's definitely a basketball city. I mean, you have— Yeah, but it's—well, but they are ahead of the Cubs or Bears? Probably not. Yeah, that's because they haven't been as good recently. Even in your best basketball cities, they're still secondary to another sport. Well, that's just in general. I I think in in any foot, any city with a football team, like ninety percent of the teams that have NFL franchises, football's king. Or Boston, I think it's probably baseball. But yeah, you think so? I mean, it's just the way. I mean, I guess with the Patriots' success, but I think I still think Red Sox probably outnumber them. You're probably right. Um, that's just generational thing, though. I mean, the Patriots didn't even like make a you know blink until they sucked when we were growing up. They had the one, a couple, you know, sporadic runs in 85 and 99, 96. 
Texas, my mom overheard somebody at her work singing the Transfer Portal Jam. It's the song <laughs> of the summer. Do we have any, are we going to have transfer news later? Uh, we can. We can. We can always make we can some find up. a reason. We can yeah. talk. We can talk UK if we want to. All right. We'll, we'll worry. But we'll, I'll get it. It's loaded and ready. Just you know, you, you give me the you give me the little uh, finger gun, and I'll do it. Texas says we need Trevor talking to Master P about the NBA. It's the segment that we deserve. Oh, he'd probably hate me, wouldn't he? Well, yeah. But I would love to hear you two talk NBA. I mean, I don't know if he can like. He changes subject every two seconds. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that would feel. <laughs> would love to exactly. see you on the other foot there. I, I don't have any shoes. Some more flip flops. Texas says <laughs> it's funny that Trevor mentions that nice timing. I'm driving by the link as we speak and sends in a picture of the link. Right. There. Oh, really? Look at that. Look at it. It's like a on uh, the text line right there. That's awesome. Yeah. You're right by uh, the basketball stadium too. That they do a. Uh, oh, this is our guy who was at the uh, who was at the Red Sox game, rocking the Louisville hat the other night. Uh, says got the W against the Red Sox Wednesday night. Nice to be sitting behind the home plate to watch the Green Monster Smasher Spencer Steer <laughs> send one. Yeah, that was we. Appreciate, I think that's that's Danny on Twitter who uh, we saw his tweets the other day. I think, to him. I think I can say maybe the Jazz are the most popular best team in their own city. Because there's, there's nothing else in Utah. I was gonna say, what well, was like? Are they more popular than like BYU football or Ooh, Utah that's, football? That's a good question. I don't, know. I don't know. What about the AAA team in Salt Lake City? I'm not gonna say it. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, the Spurs uh, don't even have a football team, and it's still second to football. When we come back, more text from you guys. We'll shift the conversation. Also, it's National Donut Day. We'll pick Trevor's brain about donuts coming up after the break. A little donut trivia for him. Here on the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size to We love the basketball. Number one, the Curtis Blow. Best opening line for a song all ever. I like the people like today's rappers just don't have the lyrical pr- prowess that they had back in the day. I always think of that. Basketball is my favorite sport. This is the best example of the court. We'll get back in. And when I when I when I use that argument, I don't go to Curtis Blow normally. At least not this song. It is National Donut Day today, Trevor. Oh, I know you're a donut fan. I am a donut, and not What's your favorite kind of donut. I'm a basic. I'm a long John Creamfield kind of guy. I, I think I'm right there with you. I'm, 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 I'm a simple man's donut. Work blue collar donut man. No fanciness. No, no, no sparkly lights and. I, I'm just. I mean, Creamfield Long John is still. It's got a little flair to it. Uh, it's not like plain glaze or you know plain chocolate or you know, whatever. I mean, it's pretty plain. I mean, I, I'm not going like like jelly in the middle and putting like. All kinds of stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like to, to fancy it up a little bit. Sometimes sometimes I like to get dressed up and go to the ball. You ready for a little donut trivia? I am always up for donut trivia. What is the most popular donut flavor in the United States? Like, not including just like like just regular like Krispy Kreme, like glazed? Any t- type of donut. Does, yeah. that, does that count? Yes. I'm going to go glazed. Plain glazed is correct. Yeah. It's like when everybody's like, you know, 
the most popular ice cream flavor in America. It's always vanilla. I'm like, yeah, is it I would really? say vanilla or chocolate. Yeah, is it really? It's one of the two. I would assume. What country is credited with inventing the donut? Let's see. Isn't it like a Danish thing? Like Holland? Correct. The Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. Nailed it. I, I thought I thought I was right over there. True or false? Donuts are fried, not baked. Um, that's true. True. Donuts are fried, not baked. That's a common misconception. How many donuts does the average American consume every year? Oh, good lord! Are we doing? Did you say American, by the way? Yeah, average American. Okay, because I got I got to make sure I get the right obese country over here. Um, I mean, what, what is what is average anyway? Uh, a year? Yes. I mean, was it 365 days in a year? So you eat two donuts a day. So I'll say 700. And, I know this math and right. So the average American. Stop it. The average American does not eat two donuts per day. You don't think so? At least a donut a day. Do you eat a donut per day? No, but I'll eat like maybe if I do eat a donut, I might like four of them. So that in the night, no, another one for four days. So on average, that would be a donut a day. You think you eat like an average of one donut a day? You think you consume three hundred sixty-five donuts a year? I would say I'm probably closer to three hundred than 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 farther from it. Really? Yeah. Well, the average American consumes per, ten to twelve donuts per year. Oh, that's BS. It's a lie. I don't. I, I call BS on that. That that is someone lying right there because the, there's no way. Have you have you not seen our, this? This we're like the most overweight country in the world. We're the only place where you go hunting for fun. I mean, it's not no. There's no way you're eating. The average person's eating ten donuts. No. Go to the state fair and ask that question. Why are donuts often associated with police officers? Are you, is that a question, or are you just asking my opinion? That's a question. I legitimately don't know where that started. Donuts are often associated with police officers because donut stores were the only food option open late enough for police officers who were on the night shift. It makes sense. It does make sense. I was that's curious. I was also why is what's with the pork thing? Just because you call him a pig. Be, I mean, yeah, I think because your pig's insulting, so you just smell bacon. Pork. Yeah. Point going. I got a kid, Jack yeah, Campbell. That's funny. In what year <laughs> did National Donut Day first take place? How long have we been doing this? I don't know. We do a national everything every day. We do. I know. It's gotten old. Isn't there like five donut days a year? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Give, uh, John just do this every day in the show. And there's, there's like, se- he's like, it's National Beer Day. I'm like, didn't we just have oh, National Beer Day? There's like do. 17 National Beer Days. It's the, yeah. And I think people just don't realize it. They're like, they just do it because no one's ever paying attention. Well, then it's like, it's national. Well, there's also like seven different. It's like, it's also National Pretzel Dipping in Cheese Day. I'm like, well, we, <laughs> one holiday per day. That's the limit. First of all, does that nearly need a day? I mean, that, 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 that just come day. hand in hand, right? I mean, it's like National IPA Day. I'm like, well, we just had National Light Beer Day yesterday. It's national like, Take a Breath Day. It's nas- like, woo! National Last Sip of Beer Day. <laughs> Reminding everyone to finish strong. Uh, national, I would say, I want to say something probably post Twitter invention. So, uh, incorrect. Oh, uh, I'll say 1988. 1938 was the first National Donut Day, always on June 2nd. Um, always on, really? Which country holiday, consumes. I, how many holidays came after that? Which country <laughs> consumes the most donuts per capita? It's it's not the United States. Yeah, you know what? I would say I'm going to say France. Canada, really, is the correct answer. Oh, Tim Hortons. What film? What film has the line, "Hey, Mr. Donut Man, who's trying to kill you?" I don't know, but they better not. That really is in this. Yeah. <laughs> Strange to brew. It's Wayne's World. 
It's where Garth's playing with the donuts. Hey, Mr. Donut Man, oh, who's trying to kill it? I don't know, but they better not. <laughs> Is that when he sucks all the like, jelly out from yeah. the straw? Uh, he's like, uh. yeah, that's that's the same. Okay, I've just forgotten that line. Sorry. What is the name of Homer Simpson's favorite donut store? Oh my lord, the one he sold sold to a dump for a devil to the devil for? I don't know if that's if that's does in it that have one. a name? It's the it's the it's the freshest kid holding up the giant donut, right? The name of that place is Lard Lad Donuts. Okay, I know I can picture the the, the which the, is a play on Big Boy. Yeah, the Big Boy sign. Yeah, the Cherokee Parks thing out there, but I, I could not remember the name of the. I could not remember it. And finally. How many miles would you have to walk to burn off one glazed donut? How would I know? <laughs> you have a guess. Um, one glaze, just a, a just regular glazed donut? Yes, just to burn off one glazed donut. How far would you have to walk? Quarter mile? Three miles is the correct answer. Three miles walk to burn off donut. one glazed donut. So if you're having four per day, you got to walk 12 miles just to burn those donuts. And off. that is why our country is so obese. 502 414 the Thornton Stacks line. We'll take some text here to wrap up the, the second hour. Uh, we were talking about sports. Wait, what's your favorite donut? I, I'm, I think I'm with you. I, I like cream filled chocolate donut the, the, the best. Like a Whether it's a Long John or just a standard donut. I like those. I like um. I mean, if you go to, I like Duck Donuts a lot too. They have the one by my house, and you can kind of create like these, like create your own donut, which is cool. They're all cake donuts, but you can put like a vanilla icing with like a hot fudge drizzle and like whatever topping on. Like those are really good. Someone brought in donuts, and was it Scoots or they brought in some fancy donuts one time here? It had like like bacon on it, and maple syrup. Maple. Nords I know has a bacon donut. Um, which bacon go on anything? It's like cheese. You know, I don't think I'd put cheese on a donut. Um, but there's a place on DoorDash I've been like tempted to order from, and I've been holding off, and I guess I can give them free plug. Duck take... Donuts is on the DoorDash. What is too. Duck Donuts is? Oh, I didn't notice that. I look up. So is Jeff's. That, that and that's you just stole it from me. Jeff's is the place I've seen on there a few times. It's Jeff's o- is it, awesome. It's open late. Now, it's 24 hours. It does look very expensive, but it's not at all. Well, because because the size donuts look pretty big. You're looking at DoorDash, so everything's expensive. On well, DoorDash. there's like an extra added dollar. But two, if you yeah. go, so that Jeff's is right by my house, and we've oh, is several it? times. Like you can get a. The donuts are huge, and like that's every, what it looked like. Yeah. Every time I order something there, we go in, we'll get like six donuts, which they're gigantic. I'm expecting it to be like a huge bill, and they're like ten dollars. I'm like, hell yeah, this is incredible. Um, but yeah, it is very reasonably priced. They are open all the time. Uh, yeah, highly they, recommend Jeff Donuts. Very good. Too. Yeah, they're they're twenty four hour delivery. I've thought about doing them um, like a half dozen. I mean, for DoorDash, for, for the record, half dozen is like twenty bucks. Yeah, DoorDash is they're you know, charging me lots up. up there. But they look like big donuts. They're and, huge. And, and I, I, the problem is, is I don't want to order too many. But, like, when I'm looking through the selection, I'm like, I'm going to order, like, two of all these. Like, I want to try this strawberry with, like, coconut shaving and, like, the Oreo. And I, I, I want to try two of every one of these donuts because I do love strawberry and they have so much strawberry filling. Like, this is where I want to get fancy. And I could easily you – think, you, think, you think graters, like, I, I have to open a tab for graters. Like, if I start going for this place – I might be in trouble. Don't get hooked because Jeff will hook you. Plus, if I'm eating donuts, I got to have milk. Like, you, you you can't eat donuts without milk, right? I used to be like you. And now I can just eat it with like, I mean, I can. I'm on the go. But it's not the same. I used to do it with cookies and cake. I had to have milk. Donuts I had to. Now I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, you can accept it, but isn't it just always still better if you had the milk? I don't know. At this point, like, I don't, it doesn't bother me as much. My life is just beating you down. Man. Yeah, yeah. Bad. Things change. Life, you get man. older. What has life done to you, man? You adjust. He, he's, he used to be fun, man. I know. Now I'm just <laughs> eating whatever I can. Just <laughs> getting the cookies in when I can. You used to like milk, man. 
walking around, slamming dude? cookies with Gatorade or whatever I've got near me. Jake, man. Life well, isn't what I thought this it was. This isn't going the to Rutherford be. I grew up with, man. Hey, people say that. <laughs> All right, 502 414 We'll take some texts here. The last 10 minutes of hour number two. Text that I agree on the NBA versus men's college basketball take. I didn't really like it growing up in Louisville. I worked in the league for a while and still didn't like it then. Now I've grown to really enjoy it over the past 10 years since leaving that job. Last night's game ruled. Um, oh, no, he did in the league. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just I, I loved NBA basketball. Be, I, I'm weird this way, and I don't know why. I, mean, I think it's because my uncle was such a big NBA guy uh, over at Mail John, but um, like I like my first two sports loves were probably NBA and wrestling, like my earliest memory. And then, like I was before I even got into like global basketball, like I was more into the NBA, like in the mid eighties, like remembering like the the eight, watching like, you know the eighty fives and eighty six teams. The eighty five Laker team still the probably deepest and greatest team ever put together. The eighty six Celtics team probably second. You know, watching getting up late and sneaking out, watching Portland at you know midnight and Sonics and. That, that was that was some of my earliest memories. So I think that's why I was so enthralled in the NBA early on, and, and always been a fan throughout the nineties. Texture says I think the Blackhawks are actually first or second in Chicago. They're up there. For they're, sure. they're, you're right. They are. They, are they above the? I think the, I don't think they're, they're above the Bears. Yeah, that's hard to do. That's hard to say they would be. The I mean, Blackhawks though, like when they were good, because like, again, well, I, had, I had a lot of friends living up there when they were on their run, and we visited. I think it was summer of 2014 when they won the cup. Like a couple weeks before, and everything around the city was still just buzzing. It was like Blackhawk stuff everywhere, and people were talking about the players and just like it was. And they get and they've been bad the last few years. They still have a ton of support. Like they still uh, Blackhawks love is definitely a real thing. Chicago's just a, a really good sports town. It is. You're right, and but I just got to me. It has to be like even when you're bad, you're still the most popular sport and your popular team in that city and. Like with the Red Sox, with Boston and Red Sox, Eagles and Philly, and even I think, like you said, Bears in Chicago. I think even when the Bears are bad, and they were pretty bad last year, three and 13, 3 and fourteen. I still think they just, yeah, they they just they're still the the most loved. Like you as a Chicago fan, if you can pick one team to be good. Like they're gonna say Bears probably. I would think. I think that's right. I mean, I mean, I think uh, but obviously it varies from person to person. You're right, it does. I would guess because the texture said Blackhawks one or two. I would be willing to bet it's more. I think Bears won, Cubs two, then Blackhawks, and I think I think Blackhawks Bulls probably rotates. Like if the Bulls are really good and the Blackhawks aren't, the Bulls probably get a little bit more love. And then you get the White Sox up there too. I mean, you know, for for some fans, they hate the Cubs and they love the White Sox. So. You, you somewhat teased at this, and I think I I I, I said Utah kind of tongue in cheek, but and I should have stayed with what I, I said. But I do believe West Coast fans are have more passion for NBA than, than any other region. Portland's probably got to be one of the best basketball city NBA cities. I mean, they literally do have no other competition, and they have always been supportive of that Blazer team, even when they've been bad. Yeah, Seattle, uh, Seattle too, but Seattle shows their love for the Seahawks as well. Texas, Indiana has to be the lamest city in America. It's <laughs> very straightforward, right there. Well, first of all, it's a state. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, I can't breathe. LOL. I can't believe that Trevor's first guess was going to be over seven hundred donuts. I mean, I. I I don't care. <laughs> Dollars to donuts. That that I promise you, I'm closer to the truth than ten. You say ten, I will find you a liar. I, you, but you have to take into account, like there are a lot of Americans that don't eat any donuts. Why? They 
Do they hate? They're life? healthier than you or I. Do uh, they just? Do, are they? Are, are they? Are they? Are they allergic? I mean, this is the average American. It's not like the. But see, I disagree with that because I think the average American is more on the overweight side than 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 than, than you would think. Like, I mean, what's the percentage of people in America that are probably overweight? By and I don't mean like me overweight. I mean just like by what they should be weighing. You know, you're you're not a good example because you got sick and. You know, you barely exist anymore, like Kate Moss over there. I've I've gained almost all that weight back. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. I'm back up to 170. I'm afraid uh, Breeze is going to throw you under the the door no. at some point. <laughs> I mean, what percentage of Americans are overweight? By by the standard of what they should probably weigh, yes. Like 40%? That's, I mean, that's, that's a good guess. I mean, I don't have the number in front of me. I would, couldn't tell you. But, Let's look it up. But 40% would be very close to an average. 30.7%. Uh, 30.7? Yeah, it's By, estimated that uh, about thirty point seven percent of Americans are overweight. Okay, so thirty point thirty, let's say thirty one to, uh, to move up, are probably eating more than two donuts a day. I don't I mean I don't. I, I you think, would assume maybe they're at least eating on average. I don't want to say they're eating guaranteed two donuts, but again, on average, say I don't eat a donut all week, but I have like four on Friday. I mean, that's going to bring me that you know, it's going to close make an average close to one a day. You know, I eat them all in one day. But it's, Still gonna be less. Like that's still gonna be less. Well, I ate seven donuts on Friday. Okay, I mean, <laughs> but you don't. You're not gonna eat seven donuts on Friday. You don't know that. You don't know how I could get. Well, that's true. <laughs> Jesus, bro, you said that you read the text wrong. I said Indianapolis. I said, uh, that's what I said. Uh, no, did you? You said Indiana. I thought. Oh, uh, did I? Sorry. I guess swore you said I thought Indiana. Indianapolis has to be. The that's what I was like. Wait a minute. It's a, that's oh, my fault. <laughs> my apologies to the state of Indiana. Oh, but you're not wrong. And I love the Pacers. Indianapolis. There's a reason why it's called Naptown. I mean, it's. I just don't get how Indianapolis can have so many pro sports teams, and we still can't. That that Memphis is what irritates me. Uh, Texas Grant Torino is a great. It's not a great. Movie. It's a good movie. You're Interesting good. story for you all. My friends and I saw that in the movie theater, an eleven forty showing opening weekend. Nice. Now, when I say me and my three friends were the only pasties in the theater, we were <laughs> the only pasties in the theater. <laughs> when Eastwood started dropping all those slurs, dear God, a real life peeking through your fingers, chew on your hat moment. That'd be awkward. Yeah, I didn't pause it. It's a movie. There's this Trevor. Americans are fat because of their soft drink intake. Cokes, Cokes, Pepsi's, Mountain Dews, not because of donuts. Soft drinks is are a huge problem there. I cut oh, them out, dude. You're not, you're you preaching like choir over here. I cut out soft drinks entirely, like a couple years after college, when like I very much like I didn't gain a ton of weight during college, but like that last year and then the first year after college, where I was just drinking and eating and, and doing nothing, like I ballooned up there to a point like I, I don't have the body type where I can put on weight and just kind of hide it like I, I look like grimace like it's all in the belly and so I was like all right mine really. gotta change yeah. something so I've, I've like never drink soft drinks anymore which was a it's tough at first but once you do it like you're like yeah no texture is probably you're I, I agree with you I mean hey you're, you're kind of saying I'm right in, in, in a backhanded way and that's but that's true you, I think I you're probably right it is probably leans more towards the consumption of soft drinks, I am example A of that. I promise you, if I probably quit drinking soft drinks, God knows how much I could lose. 300 pounds. I mean, I yeah, that's that's my worst vice. I mean, that and eating to, eating late before I go to bed. I do that too. So. Those are my two worst things because that's not something you're supposed to do. Texas says, Trevor, I get a donut like once a month, and I love them. Two donuts a day is insane. I don't think it's that insane. I think it's pretty insane. I get – I mean, I'll have donuts maybe – I mean, what if you're working in an office that has donuts there every day? Like, you're not going to just have one randomly, just even one during the day? I'd hope not. I feel like I get. Do- I mean, I used to get donuts more than I do now, but like even then, like at the peak of my donut eating, 
it was like a one Saturday every, I don't know, five, six weeks. And I would have probably four, five over a couple days, maybe. Donuts are one of those things where, like, if I have two, great. Feel great. I might want a third, but if I eat that third donut, I start to, like, feel like a donut. Like, the donut just consumes the entire body. It's, oh, no, it's invasion I agree. of the body yeah. snatchers. Like, you, there's a, a very small threshold between ate a couple donuts, feel good, maybe a little sluggish but ready to go, and then just, like, I had too many donuts and it ruined my entire well, day. Eating, I'm out for three hours. Because you're eating just a bunch, nothing but a bunch of bread. I mean, and, well, sugar, well, butter. Man, yeah. Ugh. Uh, but it's, oh, oh, they're good. so good. They're so good. Texas, would Trevor date Larsa Pippen considering her long resume of boyfriends? Who's Larsa Pippen? Scotty Pippen's ex wife who now is dating all like the young basketball players. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to look her up, but yeah, I'd date her. She dated one of Jordan's sons. She dated the dude. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw where Pippen. Uh, oh, good Lord. I poke a hole in that condom. That's she. Oh yeah, she dated the the kid from uh, not the kid, but the, the the player. He was at Florida State. Now he's in the NBA. I know he, she dated him for a while. That doesn't really narrow it down recently. That's <laughs> middle Florida State's done a good job of producing talent. I did see one of the only ones who's actually still in the NBA. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, no, that does narrow it down more. She was on Real Housewives. Blake Beasley. Oh, that's uh, what's his name? Uh, Beasley's uh, grandson, the actor who just died. They played Rudy. Oh, that guy James was the coach. I didn't. I did not know that. That was that's that's Malik's grandfather. Yeah, I went to bring that up on the show too. He was like, I, I saw Sean Keeley tweet this, and he's right. Like that guy, he had a really underrated part in Rudy. His speech, the walk-ons before, like it's and, one of the best parts of the movie. And he's in Mighty Ducks. He didn't work overtime. He is in Mighty his, Ducks. He didn't right. work Mighty Ducks overtime to see his kids just take falls. That's right. The, by, by the way, after that, I couldn't tell you anything he's in. Those, like, a the, 90s legend, though. I mean, he is. And those came out back-to-back years. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy who gave Rudy a shot. I oh, had no right. idea he was Malik Beasley. No, that's right. He gave him a speech. The, the the white dude's one that supposedly Yeah, he did not yeah. want him. To he didn't want him. You're right, yeah. yeah. But he did come around, did not which I'm him. sure you hated it in that movie because it was obvious that he was going to come around and like him. No. <laughs> Again, based on a true story, well done. Not the overall. The, my problem with Gran Torino isn't that the overall plot is predictable. It's that every line is predictable. The acting sucks outside of Clint Eastwood. I don't know if they ha- if they hired like well, they were, local they, kids. They, they, they were all they were all uh, they were all legitimate. Uh, it shows because they're terrible at acting. Yeah, they 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 were. They, I mean, they were just they wanted natural like actual people that were hung people. I know it sounds really weird saying this because we're not talking about porn, and they were they didn't have much acting experience. No, they didn't. It shows. Yeah, um, no, I, they they are, yeah. But uh, Texas TK has a pack a donut week habit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Larsa's Pippin still. She's a little plasticky, but she still looks pretty hot for. She's forty eight. Yeah, she's up there. Texas cut out half the amount of soft drinks that you drink, Trev, and you'll get your wish to ride a horse. Would you do that to be able to ride a horse? Mm. Would you make that sacrifice? Just half. You're not giving up soft drinks entirely. You're just taking in half as much as you are right now. Do you think I'd be able to ride a horse? Or par- can I parasail too at that point? Can I parasail, I'll parasail on a horse? Yeah. You have, like, <laughs> you have like eight sails attached to you just up there floating. Oh, 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 Mr. Kata, let's, let's, I can parasail on a horse over a Volvo, pole vault. No. We can combine all of them. How awesome would that be? <laughs> no, Finally, Churchill Downs is like, and you think we're bad to horses over here? <laughs> now you're doing too much. Uh, Texas, the guy's also in Little Big League. He's security. Oh, I didn't remember that. I didn't either. I like the Little Big League. I think it, I don't think it gets enough credit it deserves for the '90s kids baseball movies. Couldn't agree more. 
Couldn't agree more. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up next. we got a couple of U of L football thoughts. The ESPN uh, ACC preview came out this morning, the big one. It's got some love for Louisville and a couple questions for Louisville. We'll talk about that and take more of your text after the break. Happy Friday to you. We roll on next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Moses, Hamburgers or steak Elijah Muhammad All the welfare state But I know And I know Because of KRS-One Yeah, and I know And I know Because of KRS-One Because he's dropping, dropping, dropping science, dropping history with a whole leap of style and intelligency. Yes, I know. Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour here on a Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Happy weekend to you. It's here. You made it through another week. Short week after Memorial Day, but it's hot out there. Prepare accordingly. Hit up a pool. Dress casually. I have a pond. Stay inside after a little pond be good for you. Stay inside after a little bit too long. We've got the I just got the the people celebrity email today. Oh, what are the people up to today? The f- first headline is shocking. This is an exclusive. Okay, I'm 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 ready to be floored. Make my jaw hit the ground. Natalie Portman and her husband, Benjamin Millipede, who's a very like average looking, weird, kind of weird looking dude, are staying together after his enormous he cheated on her. What a moron. What an idiot. What are you doing? And she's First of all, like it all it, it, it has to like warm your heart a little bit when you have the the famous a, the famous uh, actress whether whether you find her attractive or not is dating like a normal guy yeah that's I mean it's hope for the rest of us uh, exactly it was like you know like King of Queens like the hot girls with the fat guy it was like I have a hope I have a belief there there's a dream to have here how I've lived my life I'm yeah living, living the so dream. I was like why lose weight I can get her so <laughs> damn show kept me fat. Um, <laughs> she was, by the way, I think one of the uh, big components against Danny Masterson, by the way, in his trial. The big components? Yeah, because she had left Scientology. Shut up if I use that word wrong. I don't care. I'm looking at Jeff's donuts right now. Uh, <laughs> like I didn't just say strawberry icing. What uh, <laughs> made me forget what I was going to say now? Oh, but so but the fact that she doesn't that hurts. Because Natalie Portman is kind of attractive. Actually, she's very attractive. Yeah, even though you hate the professional. I yeah, don't like it. I need to, I, maybe I'll give it another try at some point. Actually, you probably would. It's going to be weird because she does like, there's a scene when, you know, she's like, I think I love you. I've seen the yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's a great movie, man. She it's played that movie. role a lot growing up. She was she was in a movie called Beautiful Girls, which I do really like, where she's like, the guy has a weird thing with her and she's like 13. It's it's, it's all, it's very strange. What am I thinking? Of? Is there another, what Natalie, how can I blanking on any other Natalie Portman movie other than Star Wars? Uh, I mean, she was in that. Well, she was in the Swan movie. Garden State, Black Swan. Black Swan, I thought was overrated. It was like everybody just wants to watch it for the. the I never saw it. It was for that like the C-rated movie beat lesbian scene. It was wasn't very good. I think that's why everybody wanted to watch it. That's the reason I watched it. Well, <laughs> once again, there's a world outside of Trevor Kelsey's mind. Very into. Uh, Garden State. I've never seen. That's the one with the guy from Scrubs, right? Exactly, Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about it, but I've never seen it. Yes. You don't need to see it. It's not. It's overrated. Yeah. Is it one of those like kind of like uh, 
movies like pretentious. Like everybody's like, oh, it's so good, but it's. it's then you watch it like this kind of stinks. It was like I think a lot of people really liked it when they were nineteen year old college freshmen. Uh, yeah. And then, that's that's kind of where yeah. I was kind of going with my. Uh, the soundtrack's great. The oh, soundtrack's she, fantastic. And we forget she was in Mars Attacked. Was she in Mars Attacks? Who wasn't in Mars Attacks, by the way? Technically, Joe Jack Black was in Mars Attacks. Where the heart is. <laughs> Ashley Judd. Like a lot of these movies, I can't even pronounce. Like I don't know. Hey, the other woman. That's kind of her life. Uh, no it strings is, attached. We talked a little National Donut Day last segment. We've talked a little baseball. Uh, let's talk a little football now to start five o'clock hour because ESPN. It's it's already preview season. Summer means means you're close to the start of the season. Only 90 days away, three months away from the start of college football, which has the longest preview, uh, I think, season of any sport in, in the world. But Bill Connolly and the rest of the ESPN college football staff put together a gigantic ACC preview today. Their projections, like like so many of, of these models that we're seeing out there, have Louisville projected to, to have the third or fourth most wins in the conference uh, their average number of wins, according to the uh, the, the S and P ratings, are eight point one. That's fourth, just barely behind North Carolina, who's averaging eight point two in their predictive models. So Louisville is is kind of seen. And one of the big questions that that Connolly lays out for the conference is, you know, what role is Louisville going to play? They're very much a wild card here. The schedule favors them. They have a new exciting coach that's going to draw the fan base out. Yeah. They've killed it in the transfer portal, but there still are some noticeable holes. Is what Jeff Brom and company did in the portal, and is the perceived boost in the coaching staff enough to take this from a program that was just sort of treading water under Scott Satterfield, never able to win more than eight games, to that next level where they are a legitimate contender to win the ACC? And Connolly, he bases a lot of his Louisville preview on the instant impact that Jeff Brom has been able to make so far in his first years at his various college stops. I mean, he, he points out that. Purdue in 2016 was god awful. Three and nine, they fire Daryl Hazel, they who left with just nine wins over four seasons. It looks like Brahm is facing this gigantic uphill battle, and then they play Lamar Jackson in Louisville on the road, essentially, you know, neutral, neutral site game, almost knocked them off. Then they destroy Missouri. They end up finishing seven and six. They go to a bowl game. They they win the bowl game. They also own their rivalry with Indiana, and they just keep getting better. Just keep getting better. Just keep getting better. Did he ever lose? To, I think he lost one year to IU. I, I don't think he lost to them at all. Did he lose to them? I was going to say the COVID year. Maybe the year IU was was actually won the Big Ten, but they got robbed from it. Even though IU fans didn't even care. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't, I, that was the only one I can think of. I might. know he owned them for sure. I know. Yeah. Either way, even if that's the only one he lost, he owned them. Because Brahm's first year was 2017, is what we just said. Um, in football. All the basketball results. Oh, they don't have the, this. Is ridiculous. They got to have a football robbery somewhere on a Wikipedia page, right? Yeah, you think. Um, let's see. Winsipedia has everything for football series. Um, Indiana versus Purdue. So, oh wow. The 68th large, 68 nothing is the largest margin of victory, in case you were wondering. <laughs> the full games list page. Here we go. God, the ads on this website. Uh, so he lost once. 2019 is the only time he went four and one. Until the year before COVID, actually. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't play in the COVID season. Oh, well, okay. In 2020, they did not play. Um, and then the last two years destroyed him. Beat him 44 to seven in 2021, and then 30 to 16 last year. So, look, we want to get back on the right side of our own rivalry. 
we've got a guy who so far has been very good in rivalry games. That's a a good thing. But Connolly talks about the fact that Brom isn't trying to make them just to make the most of what he inherits. They've been aggressive as anybody besides Deion Sanders in the transfer portal, getting Jack Plummer, getting Eric Miller, getting Stephen Heron, getting Storm Duck, all these guys. And then you bring back Jawar Jordan, you bring back Brian Hudson, uh, and, and Connolly ends his preview with this. Maybe chemistry problems will arise, and Brahms' first-year magic will no longer apply. Or maybe an already solid team leaps to a top-15 level of play and becomes the de facto number-three challenger in the ACC. There might still be depth issues at receiver and linebacker, but there's a lot to like here, and the last time Brom changed schools, short-term magic followed. I like that. How about long-term magic, though? I think, well, yeah, I mean, let's not see that it wasn't, I mean, he's had a small hiccup in between at Purdue. For the most part, he was pretty successful, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, they, I think Purdue fans were. I mean, his, one, his one down year was the, in, the really bad injury year with Rondell and company. Yeah, the thing is, when you look across the ACC this year, you've got like all those other teams that are kind of sandwiched in the middle behind FSU, Clemson, and North Carolina. There's so many question marks about all of them. Like there, there are reasons to believe that, like all of them could be four and eight or eight and four. I mean, NC State moving on without Devin Leary, uh, Jeff Halfley trying to bounce back from a disastrous season. Maybe he's not the the coaching guru that everybody thought he was going to. Syracuse falling apart late last year. Wake Forest now not having Sam Hartman and a bunch of the guys that made them so good the last couple of seasons. Like there's just. There's nobody that stands out. Like they're, they're probably going to be a surprise team in the conference. I almost feel like I wish we weren't getting as much attention because I feel like we can be that team. But it's you know, we talked about the wise guy horse on Derby Week, the, the horse that everybody on the backside is always like, keep an eye on this this horse, this horse, this horse, and it always winds up being like twelve to one or fifteen to one and never fires. I, I'm hoping that it's not us because it does feel like we're kind of the wise guy team in this conference. Um, but I mean, eight eight of the fourteen teams won eight or more games last year. That's impressive. Yeah, no, and the most being 11, obviously, with Clemson, so the, the margin was not exactly huge. We also have uh, two of the 10 players that Conway highlights as his favorite 10 players in the, in, in the conference. Is this Evan, by the way? What? Is this Evan, by the way? Evan? Con- Conley? That's doing this? No, Bill Connolly. Oh, I think so. I thought this was our backup quarterback. Okay. No. <laughs> he highlights Jordan Travis, which still pains me as the former president of the Jordan Travis fan club, as the his most intriguing player in the conference. Mm-hmm. He also, I mean, I, I've kind of forgotten, Brennan Armstrong has made the transfer from Virginia to NC State now to play quarterback. But he has two yeah. Louisville players on this list. Jamari Thrash, the wide receiver. He says eight players ran at least 350 routes and averaged at least 2.8 receiving yards per route last year. Among them were Ohio State's Marvin Harrison and Emeka Ibuka, Tennessee's Jalen Hyatt, TCU's Quentin Johnson, and Georgia State's Jamari Thrash. That's pretty good company right there for the new Louisville transfer. And then the other player that he, he highlights from Louisville is Jarvis Brownlee, actually. It says Brownlee was one of only seven power conference defenders who were targeted on at least 60 passes and forced an incompletion more than 20% of the time. He and Storm Duck will be one of the most aggressive cornerback duos in all of I like FBS. That. I like that a lot, too. That's good. Uh, but then he, he dives into the last section of the preview is all about anniversaries. Uh, this was is this will be the 30 year anniversary of FSU finally winning the big one. Remember that was the big thing in '93 was they've always been so close. Can they actually win it? Did they really deserve to win it though? Talking about national title. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 2003, Philip Rivers threw for almost five uh, 4,500 yards. 2008, Clemson uh, gave the 15 years ago handed the reins to an unknown interim coach. 
named Tommy uh, named Dabo Sweeney, yeah. who led the Tigers to just a four and three record as an interim after they fired Tommy Bowden. It's crazy. He was just a, he was a wide receiver coach, I think. Yeah, he was, he was a yeah he was a Clemson was ninth in the 2008 AP preseason poll. Started three and three. They fired Tommy Bowden, replaced him with wide receivers coach and recruiting mm-hmm. coordinator Dabo Sweeney, who led the Tigers just to four and three. It's not he knocked it out of the park. And Phillips shocked many when he many when he handed him the full time gig. Anyway, that's kind of nuts. And Clemson was kind of like, just let's see what's the worst that could happen at this point. And the one that hurts us is this is the five year anniversary of, of in, in Connolly's words, Bobby Petrino's last Louisville team flaming out spectacularly. <laughs> it was. He said since the two thousands, only three teams have underachieved against the spread by an average of at least fourteen points per game. One team, however, has stood out from the pack. Awesome. Number th- the third team was 2008 Washington State, which underachieved by 14 points. Kent State, no two, underachieved by 15 points. The 2018 Louisville Cardinals underachieved against the spread by an average of 18 points per game, which is just astounding. Connolly says winners of 34 games over Petrino's first se- uh, four seasons back in Louisville. The 2018 Cardinals lost Lamar Jackson to the NFL and proceeded to repeatedly find a new rock bottom without him. They only beat Indiana State and three and nine Western Kentucky and lost ten games by an average score of fifty-one to nineteen. The sports books couldn't keep up with their awfulness. Petrino has won a lot of games in his career, but when the end arrives, it leaves no doubt. Big difference. I just looked up that 08 Washington Washington State team. They only won two games, being Portland State and their rival Washington. Oh, what a, I, I, Therefore, that trumps that, that that makes that makes us worse than them, right? Yes. I mean, Bob. I mean, yeah, we beat we beat Indiana, but I mean, it wasn't like we'd beat like Indiana State and Kentucky. If we had beaten Kentucky, like, how that bad year, was Washington that year? They oh, Washington went zero and twelve. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's wow. What, what a bad time to be a Northwestern football fan. <laughs> if we had beaten Kentucky that year, I would have. It would have been the funniest thing of all time. That was the, my whole lead up in that last month after we fired Petrino. I was like, oh, was, let's make it as bad as possible. I'm like, you don't get these options like, all the time. Like these, these opportunities don't arise where you can have a win that is so funny that you never stop talking about it. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. That was the game Vince Tyree led the team out in the field. Uh, yeah. We started 2-2 Atwell at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Malik Cunningham had a long touchdown run early in the, in the first quarter. Yeah, much, and like, much like everything else Vince led, it, it ended in disaster. I remember it was so bad. Like, we were getting blasted in, like, the, the third. We're at, this is when we had season tickets. And I was like, I can't I can't be here. I was like, I, I can't deal with, like, getting our asses kicked this badly by Kentucky around Kentucky fans. And, like, just, I, I can't, I'm like, let's all go home. Let's just get messed up at home and then we'll just, just get messed up <laughs> and then we'll just try to forget that this ever happened because i can't i can't sit here for the entire season i have already forgotten that whole season pretty much happened the only, the only thing that made that season worth anything was the fact that i just kept it took everybody a long time to realize how bad and how much we'd given up and like the point spreads were just like global only get only getting six i'm like we ain't winning we ain't get within six of anybody i feel like when we got hung up uh on by Botrino in the middle of the radio show, that was when I knew it was over. That, that was the moment where I was like, if he's hanging up on John Ramsey, then. I mean, the fact he got, he got fired during, I mean, it wasn't during his show, but watch his taped show was, was airing. Yeah. I mean, you could not have. If we could ever find the recording. We were doing a TV show like right after that over Zaxby's with me and Roush, and we were like, I remember we get to Zaxby's, I was like, what do you think we should talk about? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe the fact our coaches got fired during his coaching if show. If we can find the recording, I don't even know if we'd be allowed to play it, of Petrino hanging up on the show. It was one of the funniest things. Like, I, I'll take about, like, we were on remote. And John, it was after, 
Did you ask him, or he just hang up because he's being Bobby? He he, he was pissed. Like, well, maybe. John asked a question that he didn't like, and I, I, I give John credit because it was about this was we lo- we lost the close game against Florida State. Yeah, and then was, we got we got our asses kicked two weeks in a row by, by the, whoever. The, the Florida State game is what's, what right. broke the set us, the, set us yeah. the edge. So, yeah. but John asked a question about like it seems like the team looks a little bit defeated now. Like, what do they need to do? To get their swagger back, which I thought was a perfectly reasonable question. Sounds decent. Yeah. Petrino hated it. He gave a like half-assed answer. We started talking again, and boom, dial tone. Like like <laughs> a classic like movie was like, it's like oh my like, god. And then immediately, John gets a text from because John had hooked the team up with like that those Muhammad Ali boxing gloves that we used as like the our, our touchdown prop or our turnover prop or whatever it was when that was all the, the rage. Yeah, I know. And we still use it. Well, we use the belt now, but yeah. The, like they, the, the guy, Andy Miller, I think was his name, whoever the like, – Petrino's goon, basically, the, the gigantic guy who was always <laughs> hanging around. He was the one who blocked everybody on Twitter, blocked me on Twitter. Um, he texted John like before I think Petrino even hung up and was like, Coach wants to know when you want to come get the, the gloves and the belt. And I was like, dude <laughs> – Get over like, it. was like, oh my God. And like John's like, you know, the biggest supporter of you, like the biggest defender of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? He says like one thing that you take issue with, and you're like, just come get the belt. I didn't think it was an issue with it. I'm like, sorry that you're getting your ass handed to you by Boston College by 50 points a week. Yeah, it was the whole thing was just and then like he didn't talk to us again until we saw him. It was the we, we always did our show before his coach's show on Fourth Street. So we would always see him afterwards and like this was the weekend, the week before he was going to get fired. And I think he knew it was all because he was like, hey, guys, like came over, gave me like the biggest handshake <laughs> of all time. I'm like, this man knows that he's gone. I'm like, he knows it's over. He knew. Like, I think he knew when, that, when he hung up you on that interview. He probably knew. I was like, oh, he just doesn't care anymore because he just gave me the biggest hug and handshake that I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, 502-414-1450 Thornton Sax line. By, by the way, just to, 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 to tie everything together. Okay. Because um, I, I think we can all agree, like that Florida State game was like the that that ended any hope of us like trying the rest of the season. I it think. sure felt like it. It yeah. did because we that we had that game and they came back. Florida State, you know, their turnover award was like a Hello Kitty backpack, which was even like more salt in the wound. You always bring that. It's so it was so stupid that. looking. It was like all. He looked like a fat dude wearing a small backpack too every time. Was, those are those like Versace backpacks. Oh, or whatever. so dumb. The kids love. Well, the kids are. That's why kids are morons. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, I could not watch that game legitimately because I had to be at a wedding. And whose wedding? She's become somewhat a fixture on this in hatred. TJ, the villain on this show, my cousin. Oh, who got me both arrested. And had to be drive all over town on the uh, oh, can you by the way do this, this, this? There's definitely a theme here. And it was her wedding. I was st- I was at and had to watch that game on my phone. Like when she's like doing her vows, I'm over just like, what are we doing, guys? Come on! I'm like, I, my mom, my mom and uncle are like, Trevor, you put the phone down. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was there. The pass happened directly in front of me. I like I thought I was seeing things. I was like I couldn't believe it. And we found out later, like after the season was over, the players talked about, you know. It wasn't. It didn't just seem like everybody quit after that. They they talked about how outside the weight room, outside the training centers, the coaches would always update after every game. Like this is the award for like the best hit. This is our special teams player of the week. This is our best offensive player of the week. And after the Florida State game, they just stopped updating it. Like they they, 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 they were like, well, if they don't you care, see it. I mean, yeah, they, they were like, if they don't care enough to even like you know do the bare minimum of their jobs, then clearly we shouldn't care at all either. I mean, everybody just quit and. It yeah. showed. They yeah, lost yeah. by an average of fifty-one to nineteen. Moving forward, I, I don't know when the I don't know if it was the coaching staff or the players 
just quit that after that or both. One of them did. I, I like to think maybe the coaching staff quit first and the players. I think that's second, exactly what but, happened. But uh, but even if that, if that is the case, the players probably weren't more than a week or two behind. Yeah. Because that case, then, then it's like, well, why why are we going to do this if they don't even care? And I think that's it. It was it was obvious. It was. Well, it was a rough year. It was not subtle. It was it was still a shocking thing. Was that, I mean that was it was I mean we've had to go through that now in both sports in the last ten years. Yeah, yeah. I mean two of the I, I'd say I mean, the, that was the last year's I'd basketball. Say the worst, do you think I think that 2019 season? I know we technically won two games. I think it was worse than the Ron Cooper one and ten season. I think it was the year we built Illinois. Yeah, because I mean we lost again. We lost to Houston like fifty-two to nothing that year. I think or something. I think Tulane beat us like seventy-two to ten. Yeah, because that, that, that was the Sean King Tulane team. That was the Houston team that the running back played for Buffalo. I just remember running all over us. I think I still think twenty nineteen was worse. I think that just the absolute collapse. And I mean, again, we lost the games that we didn't win. We lost by an average of fifty-one to nineteen. But yeah, that has to be worse because I mean, I mean, we were five and six the year before in Cooper. Problem with the Cooper team is that we also had Redmond. That was like his freshman year, I think. Sounds right. Because I think he he just like he'd chosen. Uh, let's see here. He was that was a sophomore year, so okay. he he came back. But um, yeah, that was a. I mean, yeah, that was a that was a rough team. I don't know if I would say it's it's a close one to see which one was worse. But I was going to say I, I think if if you do argue that 2018 was worse, the two worst seasons in the two spotlight sports for UVA athletics, despite all of the bad times. You know, we think of the bad times as being like the 80s for football, and then. You know, way back in the day for basketball, maybe the you know parts of the '90s for basketball. The two worst seasons have come in the last five years. Oh yeah, for both sports, which is that's shocking. I might have to say the '19 might be worse because it was clear that both both coaching players gave up. I don't know if they if the players actually gave up in '97 because I'm just like looking at remembering we almost beat Memphis in the season at Memphis, we lost 21-20. God, now we got beat 57 to 21 by Penn State after our Illinois win, but that was that's the number, Penn State. number one team in the country that year. Yeah. Uh, Houston was closer than I thought. It was 36-22. Maybe I'm thinking of a different year they blew us out. I think you're probably thinking of that Tulane game. The Tulane the week before was 64-33. Because that's the one that stands out to me. When they were, in, yeah. I think at one point they were down like 50 to nothing. Or like it was, I remember listening to it in the car and for the first time in my life being like, run it up because I, I want this guy gone. And it was such a terrible feeling. Uh, I'm probably thinking of the year before Houston beat us 38-7. That's bad. Yeah, I think that was the year that, yeah, the, uh, the running back, I think it's Antoine something, like ran all over us. It was a mess. Um... Texter says Antoine Smith, yeah. Your boy says there texted in a picture of a, I guess, the meme that says, "I still think 1990 was 10 years ago," and just said, "This is Trevor Kelsey, 100 <laughs> percent." I wish it was 10 years ago. Uh, Time has flied. It's crazy. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton tax line. Texter says, uh, "Not just the last five years, but both those seasons were under Vince Tyree." Well, no, nah. last season was under Josh Hurd basketball. Technically, yeah, I guess, yeah. 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 Uh, Texas, which was worse, the 2018 football season or the 2023 basketball season? I think basketball. Basketball, what's longer? Basketball's longer and... Means more a little bit. No offense to the football team. Like, we'd seen... Like, like again, the 2018 answer isn't that clear-cut. Like, we'd seen a season like that before in football. We'd had some 1-10, and 2-9 seasons back in the past. If we were older, we'd seen more of them like that, yeah. We'd never seen anything like this in basketball. Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, I, I, I never thought... I'm saying this for the, the, the 50th time on the show... I never would have thought. I don't care what sanction is on us. Death penalty, no TV, can't recruit a player taller than six feet. Like Whatever the NCAA was going to throw at us, I never thought there would be a year where we would win fewer than like eight, nine, ten games. And to see it happen was just 
mind-boggling. Yeah, if you told me Louisville was only going to win four games, I would say they only played 12 games. Yes, or they had to cancel the season for something. Like the NCAA yeah. told them, like, after the first month, you're, you're done. And we played half a season in a COVID year and still won 12 games. Yeah. <laughs> with 13, I think. Was it 13 or 12? Yeah, I think we went 13 and 7. But like you said, I mean, not just, I mean, in 91 after the year went to Piston, we went 2 and 9. I mean, football we'd had, you know, maybe not to the giving up point of the 18 season at 2 and 10, but I mean, we'd had bad years. Yeah. It'd been a while, you're right. We'd been spoiled. I mean, that was our first losing. We only had two losing seasons between then and uh, after that 97 year, we only, that was only our second losing season. All right. Third, I'm sorry, third. I forgot about the, the two, but both were cracked or done. Texas says, we have a rule at work. If you're late, you bring breakfast, so we have donuts at least twice a week. Okay. There you go. That's, That's what I'm saying. If it's, you're in an office, I think I'm, you, there's a better chance you're having a donut on average probably once a day. When I worked in the law office, there was like somebody, one person would bring in Blue Dog donuts, like I feel like once a month. And that, that, was, cause that was the first time that I ever tried the bacon donut. And it was, nice. I was like, there's no way this is good. And it was very good. Oh, there's, there's, I don't think there's anything bacon would piece nasty on, right? There used to be a, a place called Cellar Door Chocolates. I think they actually got in trouble for like, I don't know, they were not paying back loans or something. But they're all Selling shut down. Selling illegal drugs out of the back door. <laughs> but we did, a, we did a remote show there around Valentine's Day back nice. in, the, in the day. And they hooked us up with all this chocolate. And one of the things was this just chocolate-covered bacon. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to like this. And John gave me, it was like, it was like a, two pounds of chocolate-covered bacon. <laughs> and John, of course, who's a health nut, like gave me his. And I'm like, maybe I can find somebody to give this to. It's like I fast forward two weeks later, then. I'd eaten all of it. Like, I, was, I was like, this God. is incredible. I was like, chocolate covered bacon is my favorite thing in the entire world. Talk about having a wrong time in the in time, not knowing you. I wish I'd known you then. I don't oh, know it was the- so good. It was it was incredible. I can't yeah, I can't think of anything bacon would be nasty on. You can put it on a vegetable, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, it's going to make everything better. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. It's like cheese. Yeah, just, just like cheese. I can't think. Yeah, cheese is very hard to find something cheese. And some people like cheese on, like, people put cheese on their American pie, on uh, their, like, apple pies. I mean, people sometimes put cheese on their desserts. Speaking of cheese, do you know anything about a restaurant called Thrilled Cheese? No. They keep showing up on DoorDash. It's like a grilled cheese place. I'm kind of curious about them. Is it one of those restaurants that, like, is actually just the DoorDash people that they create? Because there's some of those. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, there's some of those that aren't real places. Like, it's just a DoorDash-inspired thing. That's what I, that's when I Googled it, that's what it said. What, what is that? They have like a wing place that's like their wings. So am I buying it from someone's kitchen? I think so. I think it's just like, yeah. It says they're open till 3.40 a.m. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd maybe look elsewhere. That okay. Melt Five or Two place is delicious. I mean, I like grilled cheese, but yeah, it worries me that like when I Google like to see where it's at, it's like it's like destination unknown. It's Yeah, it's a DoorDash it's like thing. This. It's like their generic <laughs> brand. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk. We'll take some more text. I've got a very important question for Trevor to kick off the weekend. Uh, before we take a break, though, reminding you, it's going to be hot out there this weekend. It's going to be hot probably for the foreseeable future. If you're having air conditioning problems, you need some help, call our friends over at AirServe of Louisville at 502-785-8600. AirServe of Louisville. Anytime, any day, they're going to be able to come out to your home, fix your, your problem, get that air back on, get you cool in your home. Go to AirServe.com slash Louisville to book an inspection or a potential, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Air conditioning? Sure. (laughs) Tune-up. Thank you. There it is. $49 tune-up. You need a tune-up. I do. I really do. Airserve.com slash Louisville or call them directly at 502-785-8600. Airserve of Louisville, Louisville's home team. I'll take a break. We'll come back. One more segment here for the week here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Because we don't want to pay no money, we hear the same old sound. 
watching will take hip hop to a higher ground. Cause I know. How do I know? And I know because of KRS One. Yeah, and I know. Text line has to be answered for your your question about the generic places that pop up on DoorDash that are like you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You teach me because I've always thought. I know it's like a DoorDash sponsored thing, but I don't know how it works. Text line texture says it's called a ghost kitchen. Chain restaurants that are trying to generate business after hours will run generic restaurants on DoorDash, like what you're seeing. It's probably just an Applebee's or a Chili's doing it, not someone's house. I always like because like they have like the wing whatever like place, and it's like. It's not a real restaurant, but they everything about their menu looks like Wing Zone, so I'm sure that's what it is. Like, okay, so that explains. Like, I, okay, I think I've fallen for one of those. There was a place. <clears throat> I don't remember. I was just. I don't, use your imagination. I was wanting a milkshake. Okay. And so I like looked up some place, and I remember what it was called. And I was like, "Oh, this selection's awesome!" And I ordered like two different milkshakes from it, and they were literally it was Steak and Shake. Yeah, that's. I think that's what what this is. Yeah, and I think all oh, the same thing happened. I think when I did my Burger Week, I ordered from a place I'd never heard of, and it was like it ended up being a Denny's burger. Not cool. Not cool at all. Because I wouldn't have ordered Denny's. <laughs> burger sounds good. Where should I get a burger from? I don't know. I've got a, a more important question for you. This was uh, sent in by God. The Reds are already down two nothing. Um, Pretty playing? Yeah, five ten. Weird, weird start time. It's four ten tomorrow, which weird, I also yeah. hate because we're going to be at the golf tournament. But somebody sent this in on on Twitter yesterday. I didn't see it until after the show. But okay, it's summer. It's party time. Excellent, excellent. Woo, woo, Let's woo. say you're at a a large gathering of people. People who are a little bit intoxicated. They're looking for the party to go to the next level. It's on you to play the song that takes the party to the next level. You have the aux cord. As the kids say these days, what song do you go to in that moment? They're, everyone's saying, Trevor, you're about to make or break this party. It's either going to go off the rails insanely fun or it's going to die and everyone's going to go somewhere else. What's your choice in that situation? Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get a BS answer first. Yeah. <laughs> How awesome would that be, though? Adam Lambert, Look into my eyes. Adam Lambert, what do you want from me? It's always my go-to. We can hey, see. <laughs> slow it down. What do you want from me? Oh, man. Um, I'm going Digital Underground Freaks of the Industry. Deep cut, okay. I want to set the mood into 70s kind of party. We should say these are not 50-year-olds that are at this party. I mean, I would play Or maybe the, they are. Who knows? I'd play the song, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that really a deep cut? If you're, if you're, rap, if you're like, especially like an 80s, 90s rap band, I mean, you know that song. It's, I think it's pretty popular. It was on the Sex Packets album with Humpty Dance. Just think of Humpty Dance. Humpty Dance's lyrics were on HBO. That would be freaks of the industry. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Freaks of in the industry. What, would you, what about you, uh, 
Ah, uh, let's turn let's turn the table around. I think it kind of depends. It does depend. Like speaking, talking about like your with your choice, it kind of depends what the crowd is. Like is, if is. I mean, you said you said you pictured. I pictured pulled, drunk, ready right But if it's all like twenty-one-year-old kids, like we're kind of screwed because we don't like. I don't. I don't even know what the party song is for twenty-one-year-olds these days. Well, you don't have to. I don't think you could play something they're not going to know and still maybe grasp their attention. Like, would they go nuts for a party in the USA if you just bust out a little Molly Cyrus? But do they like it? Ironically, like we used to like eighties music back in like 04. Because now all songs that we liked are old. Um, my 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 genuine answer. This is the song that I would always go to. I loved, uh, and this again, it was like popular at the time when I was drinking in my my, my mid like twenties, early twenties. Wiz Khalifa, No Sleep was an absolute banger. Don't know that song, but like now, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if it. Do, do the kids these days even know Wiz Khalifa? Uh, what about Dr. Dre? Keep the heads ringing. I, I like it. I mean, I, I mean, I think about it. I mean, think of the party's kicking. Like, ring, ding, dong. Ring, ding, 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 ding dong. dong. Keep the heads ringing. <laughs> hey, you sitting over there. Get, get up out of your chair. <laughs> I've never seen more Money, more Problems fail at a party. Okay, yeah. Always gets people going. Definitely gets me going. I mean, I, I, we're, we're, we're sticking with the hip-hop theme here, right? I mean, because, I, mean, I mean, what about, what about uh, an oldie but a goodie and still, I think, with... Today's kids, um, Call me Bon Jovi, uh, uh, Living on a Prayer, on a prayer yeah. yeah. I mean, they know that song, right? I, I can't see a, a reel of a, of a 20-year-old at a, at a sporting event not dancing to it. But yeah, it's definitely, like, I feel like, a generic bar song. It is. It is very much a generic bar song. But yeah, it's a safe play, for sure. It is? Yeah. Something Rage Against the Machine, maybe? No. Probably not. <laughs> Sam Cooke? I'm assuming Adele's not making the cut. I saw the headline today. Speaking of Rage Against the Machine, did you see, like, I, I don't oh, even know what it's about. Yeah, it's... Where it was like, he draws harsh criticism for being anti-Nazi. I'm like. What it is, is I guess there's some Rage songs. I forget which one it is. Like, the Republican Party has, like, embraced it. And the Democrats are mocking him because it's. They don't understand what it's about. It's Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Zach De La Rocha is, like, completely anti-establishment. He's always been. He's kind of gone off the, the deep end with anti-establishment. Right. It's like coming uh, out to the, the, you know, the pro-war song, Fortunate Son. Exactly, yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's right there. It's the exact, exact same example. And they love the, like, the, the, the song. It's, it's uh, bleep you, I won't do what you tell me. And it's it's basically anti-police, but they are using it, like, as, like, a Blue Lives Matter theme or something, which is. No. The the yeah, it's so they like to point out the which I mean, come on, who who in, who in our lives isn't hypocritical at some point? Fair point. Everyone's it's a it's a human nature to be hypocritical. You can't you can't avoid it in life. It's true. Uh, we've got about fifteen minutes here before we get out of here and call it a week. We'll take some texts from you guys on the Thornton sex line at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, Texter says, we'll go back a little bit here. Right. Going back, way back, back in the time. Back my in baby, time. my baby, my baby. Blackstreet. What about Usher? What the uh the what's the song with Lil yeah. John where he goes uh yeah the, that song that would be a good one. OMG Usher yeah always hits for sure. I think OMG would be a nice one. Oh my god! Uh, all this the KRT takes. I can't believe Nick would be giving shout out to Matt Jones and KSR. SMH. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> still people are using SMH. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Texas after last night, Ellie might not be headed up. If they were going to do it, they would have. Uh, he would have been, would have been in Cincinnati today. Ellieville is alive for at least another week, but he won't make his debut on the road like McLean. Yeah, Ellie had a rough night last night. I don't know if you yeah, saw yeah. that. Nah, you oh, for five him. with five strikeouts. That's not what, that, four is a golden sombrero. What's five? 
like a, de- sombrero. a deported sombrero. I mean, <laughs> the golden diamond sombrero. Yeah, I think he, they said he had a couple of 0 for 4 performances in his pro career so far. I mean, oh, four strikeout games in his pro career so far, but never a five strikeout game. I think there is a term for it, isn't there? That probably. I'm gonna type in five strikeouts in a game. It's called the Olympic rings. The Olympic <laughs> rings. <laughs> the bronze turd. It's just the. I'm kidding not. This is the first thing that comes up. The Olympic rings or the platinum sombrero. Platinum sombrero. There you go. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I like Olympic rings better personally because you can't have two sombreros. True. But I never understood why it's a golden sombrero. How that name came about too. I don't either. I mean, poor, like, some, some poor dude like getting. A, Getting him dug out and put on a sombrero after he struck out four times. Texas, when Reeves enters the portal, does that leave UK with six scholarship players? No, I think that people are counting, uh, not not counting Reeves. They would still have seven. Um, they would still have the the five freshmen and the two returning sophomores who basically did nothing last year. Yeah, the big men, right? Yeah, I saw that they're like the. Um, because now they're scrambling. They're they're offering like kids that they're hoping to reclass. That they, they've you know they're, they're going after anybody who's left in the transfer portal, and Reeves is being pursued now by Michigan too, being pursued by by Memphis as we mentioned. But there was a who, who's the player? Someone in the transfer portal like basically has been dying. It's a guy that we were talked about wanting to get to. Uh, the, the kid from St. John's, David Jones, who lit us up at DePaul a couple of years ago, who's really good. I remember him, yeah. He's been like apparently been dying to go to UK for the last month, and UK said no because they thought they were going to get these other guys. They thought that some guys were coming back, and now UK's like, "Hey, David, would love to have you." And the word is, he's like, "I'm going to go to Memphis probably." So Memphis is just taking everybody that UK wants right now, and Michigan. UK hates Memphis too. Well, it's, it's all payback for Cal, though, right? Yeah, although. I would still say UK got the better end of that deal over the last probably so. twelve years. Oh, for the record, uh, it, the name Golden Sombrero was because the hat trick was for three. So when we figured if it's going to be four, that's a bigger hat, such as a sombrero. Okay, but hat trick's good in some and, and I know strikeouts, four strikeouts are bad. <laughs> no, so this is see, I'm not following the logic. Well, I guess they figured it's just going with the, you know, even though it's a you know, hat trick. Good or bad, I guess good or bad, it's still a hat. So four, good or bad, it would be a sombrero. It's bigger than three. Texas, that, that's what I'm getting off, off okay. uh, Wikipedia. Texas says TK is like John Candy from Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Oh, thank you. What you see is what you get. Uh, this is from your all's combo about if he's really like his radio persona off air. You all are just like Candy and Steve Martin in that movie. I can see Mike regularly looking at, uh, over at Trevor in the booth and seeing Satan sitting there laughing when he makes <laughs> some of his comments. Here's Here's a tip. When you tell one of your stories, have a point. It makes it so much more better for the listener. You're like one of those cat- chatty Kathy dolls, except the strings in front, and you keep pulling it, pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. I love that movie. And that that, that is the best compliment I've ever received. Thank you. That is, is definitely just, a compliment. Just keep your hand out between my pillows. Texas Mike, I heard some girls on campus saying they can't wait to see Big D slapping balls left and right this fall. Let's go, Dennis. Nine foot eight reach. I mean. He's huge. I mean, it's big, my guy. the big D is, 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 it's a nickname and then it's sticking, right? Big D. I mean, it's got to stick. That, I mean, that's what I think the other day you had, um, it wasn't Trenton Flowers. It was one of the other freshmen. It was, I think Curtis Williams had the phone and he was like in, talking to, uh, I saw, D, yeah. and he, you referred to him as big D. I was like, there you go. That's, I mean, yeah. First of all, we should be take we should go and put our heads into the wall right now for not coming up with that initially. It was right there. 
I get everybody who has it. It was right there name. smacking us in the face. Like we called Dylan, and we didn't see. We it. called Dylan Lawson growing up like Big D. I feel like everybody, like Dwight and the, the office, they call him Big D. I feel like everybody Did who they? has a D name is just yeah, eventually being ends up being called D or Big D. I guess yeah. I was just going to go with Dennis the Menace, but I mean I'm going to pass. Texas, I went to the Bats game last night and I witnessed Ellie going 0 for 5 with five strikeouts. Am I not allowed to ever see him play live again? <laughs> well. I mean, people, probably people, not getting many opportunities after this weekend anyway. So. I, I, I'm going to assume most of it was for Thursday, Thursday, but I wonder how many people actually went to the game that weren't going to go initially because they're like, man, you see a home run he hit the night before? Let's go watch him play. And he gets five strikeouts. <laughs> Texas says, movie idea. A young basketball star is born in 2002. Trevor initially calls him a bum who sucks, and then he breaks through and gains the ultimate love and respect of this disgruntled elderly man. Good luck. Is that a reference to me pointing out to everyone that, that Kimba Walker was nothing but a, uh, an average role player with steroided stats on bad teams? No. Okay. I think people just thought you were dumb for that. But <laughs> Kimba Walker also was not born in 2002. No, he wasn't. Someone did point out, uh, uh, somebody said, reached out to me after the show and was like, you know, you know, gave me the best point ever in my Kimba Walker argument. It was like, yeah, but if it wasn't for him, Cal would have two rings. Sure. Like, okay, you're right. I, 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 maybe I do change my philosophy on his career and Napier's now. Well, we were just talking about NBA, so. True. Texas, did you just say that Trevor didn't graduate from high school? Well, no, you graduated from Wagner, but you got your GED. Got my Jed. Got my good enough diploma. But you never did like a, you didn't do like a walk. No, I wouldn't even walk there. Like, they were like, how do you think I'm so stubborn at walking? They were like, yeah, walk the grass. I'm like, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> at Trinity, you know, we, we, we didn't do that cap and gown. We mentioned this because we were talking about the Ryan brothers sending in a picture with my nephew as they get ready to graduate from manual. And I just remember we were going through graduation practice. Like, they, it's like an old tradition. I don't know why. But we wear, you wear these, like, white tuxes. And one of my friends who actually sadly has, has passed since then, but oh, it's sorry. real quiet during the, during the ceremony. And he just goes, he was like, he was kind of like a big, just dumb dude who just always spoke said what was on his mind. He just goes, big dumb animal. Folks. He's like, when do we get to throw our hats? And like they're like, you don't have hats. Like you, you don't get oh, to. Yeah. And he was like, well, I, I, I want to throw a hat. And they're like, well, you're not gonna get to. Wait a minute, you didn't get to throw a hat when you graduated? No, we don't. You, Trinity, you wear just like tuxes. You don't have like the cap and gown. It's so, bad enough to make you wear shirt and ties around nothing but dudes yeah. for four years. I know. You think we at least get one chance to break free and throw some hats? But no. No, doesn't happen. I mean, but you didn't. You didn't do like a walk for when you got your GED. There was no like citywide ceremony. No, they sent me a sent me something in the mail that I don't even know what I did with it. <laughs> I don't even know where I put it. I don't even know what I'm not like. I don't know. Is it? When did that be like? That makes more sense. I'm sorry. I, like, not downing anybody else that like would get a a, a, a GED, but I mean, I feel like it's just like sad to like put that on the wall. I mean, it's it's just me. Like, it's just, like, one of those things It's like, yeah, it's good you did it, but is it really something you want to brag about? I, I've got, I have no frame of reference. I mean, you have your high school diploma on the wall, I assume, right? No. Okay, you, so you, didn't, you don't even put that up. I think it's, I don't even, I have no idea where it is. I assume it's in my parents'. Do you put your, what about your college? Do you have that up? Um, no, it's not anywhere. I feel like some people put that up just because they have to pay for the college. Like, listen, I had to pay so and so money. I'm still paying. I'm going to display this. In yeah, that I never. I, I could get that. I think my, so I didn't walk my college graduation. I just was like, you know, I'm over it. I hated school. Why am I going to celebrate it? No, like, I'm blaming you. At this point, I'm done with it. I think my mom got my diploma framed and like just gave it to me as my birthday present like a year later. <laughs> I was like, cool. I, I've got, I have no need for this. Uh, Texas, Trevor, no computer until 2004. Yeah. Was he still watching porn on DVD? Uh, yeah. 
There, there, there it is. Yeah. Straightforward answer. I was working in video stores at that point still. Yeah, I was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you. Remember I thought when I found my collection and got one stuck in the PS3, in the PS4? I, I'm familiar with the story. Like, I, when I found that collection, it was, like, down memory lane. It was, like, my adolescence being brought back to life and it went away. Texas, the yum-yums at Williams Bakery are elite. I've never had them. Texas, I'm more of a uh, coffee and donut guy, not a milk and donut guy. I probably am, too. I'm not a coffee guy. Coffee gives me the... The run to the bathrooms. No, it's, it's, a, it's a laxative. Say what? It's part of what it does, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Keeps you on a routine. Keeps you on schedule. At this point in my age, trust me, when you hit over 40, everything does it. You don't need anything else to like additionally add to it. Texture says, I periodically purchase six donuts from Nord's, and knowing full well that I will hate myself afterwards, I eat them in one sitting. Six you can't do. You, 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 I six. couldn't even six. It depends on the, well, now. You become a donut. You're done. If I, It depends on donuts we're talking about, too. Because I think if we're talking about, like, you got a really good buzz on, and you buy like a <laughs> six. What? I'm just, I didn't say what kind. You said a buzz. Everybody can have a buzz of some kind. You know, maybe you just, maybe you got carbon monoxide leaks in the house for all I know. But you got a good buzz going on. Like, I could see you eating six, like, crispy cream donuts, like, just like a Dunkin' Donut crispy. Because those aren't that huge. But if you're talking about like a Nord's or a Jeff's or some yeah. like fancy, yeah, that's, that's a lot of pastry, man. Six of any is a lot. In once, I mean, that, Unless we're I could, talking like the little donuts. Like I said, even like you're like when you go to Thornton's and you buy like the box of pre-box donuts, like twelve Dunkin' Donuts. You know, yeah, I can't. Do like that. I could see you eating six of those if you're really buzzed, but couldn't do it. Uh, that's still that's still that's still a lot all in one sitting. Like but throughout the day, he, at least he knows like you are going to hate yourself after you do that. It I may mean, sound like a good idea at the time, but you're going to be hurting. For several I can't hours. tell you how many things in life I've been like I'm going to do this and I'm going to hate myself afterwards. I mean, I can name like six women, mm. and, and probably twenty of them can name me. <laughs> Texas, hey TK, I know you aren't a podcast guy, but you should check out Behind the Bastards. They just did a five-part series on Vince McMahon and his horribleness. I mean, I'm pretty much a recommendation for you there. I'll check it out. I, I, I'm I'm fully aware of Vince. I've been anti-Vince for a long time, even before it was like cool to be anti-Vince. I was hip. Texas V for Vendetta, one of my favorite movies, has Natalie Portman. That, she is yeah, good in that. I never saw V for Vendetta. I liked it. I never saw. I know of it. But I never watched it. Texas I feel like it's says, weird. she's been on a lot of movies I've never even heard of or seen, but she that she's still like famous. Yeah, it's unusual. I mean, all the Star Wars movies kind of took they it to did. a very high level. They did. You're right. Texas says you should play in that situation. No hands by Waka Flocka. That's a it's a good one too. Texas, it takes two by Rob Bass would set the party off in any age group. I mean, what about Archie? Are you ready? I mean, any U of L fan, true, would be ready to go. Texture says, uh, Ron, the correct song selection is Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. <laughs> I do love that song. I, I do get excited anytime time song, I hear yeah. it. Says, or Beastie Boys, Brass Monkey. Not it's as fond one. of that one. I think I told you this, uh, the dude from Violent Femmes, uh, he, he, he from Milwaukee. He was like 16 when he wrote that first album. Really? It's insane. Because that first album is awesome. Texas, according to Bartorvik, UK is last in his metrics and experience. Well, yeah, I would say so. If you've got five freshmen, two sophomores, and nobody else. <laughs> that's... I can't imagine there's a younger team in college basketball than that. Texas, Trevor did just say he ordered two milkshakes at one time for himself. Yes. Clearly, you're new to the show. Welcome. <laughs> Texas is four strikeouts. Prepare, prepare, prepare to be prepare to, a month from now, thinking back on this moment, Texas, and going, yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> Texas, four strikeouts should be called ED. Bat too limp to get a hit. <laughs> Cesar says, uh, M.E. Beast has a Beast Burger, which is just from local restaurants. 
somebody's a beast burger. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. I was, is he talking about like the the fake the ghost shops? I think so. Yeah, the, the, the ghost kitchens. Okay, I've never seen that place on DoorDash. So. I guess that's what this is. All right, do we want to pick? Um, I guess we'll pick games for the weekend because we've got I guess so. Saturday. We got. I mean, do we? Eh, I could not care less about the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. I'm sorry. I, I love I'm, hockey. I'm right there. With, I don't even love. I'm with you, but I don't love hockey like you do. So that means a I lot. I was into the playoffs. I just. <clears throat> I could not. I forgot to have the cough button. Could not care less about Vegas versus Florida. How'd you forget? <laughs> yeah, the only reason you convinced you to come up here every day. <laughs> it's on TNT. Panthers versus the Golden Knights Saturday night at eight o'clock. Uh, let's make a prediction. Anyway, TK, who you got? Um, I'm gonna go Panthers in Game One. I'm gonna say Vegas. They've seemed to be the most dominant between the two. I don't even know what they're rating up because Vegas they they like the two seed, weren't they? They're up there. They're they're favored to win the series. Yeah, I think they're going to win the series. I'll I'll take them to, to win game one. Uh, game two of the NBA Finals Sunday. That's eight o'clock on ABC. Nuggets are hosting again. They're eight and a half point favorites. Do they get to two zero here in game two against the Heat? Yes, but eight and a half points, man. I'm border on that. I think it's going to be a. I'm going to say lay the points and, and Nuggets win. I'm saying Nuggets win, but Heat cover. I'm I'm, I'm, cl- I'm I'm close on that one, man. I'm right there. Just take the Nuggets on the on the money line and don't 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 be greedy. I mean, Heat from the little that I saw, the Heat early on, they did get good looks. They just yeah. Did Hero play? You know this about me? No, but he may play in game two. Man, we've heard that. For you like know about games. you know about me. I say it, it's controversial. I believe it. Got to make shots, and the Heat just did. They got good looks. They just did not make shots. I think they're going to play a close game in game two. I think they make some more shots, but the, the Nuggets are better. So far off on their strategy. Yeah. All right. Happy weekend, everybody. I'm off to Columbus. We'll have stories from the Memorial Golf Tournament uh, tomorrow. I can't wait. Should be a good time. It's going to be hot as hell. I won't, I won't blow your text. I won't text you all weekend. It's okay. You can if you want to. You'll just ignore it. We'll give you a call. We'll call you tomorrow night. Can you give me? Can, can, can I get like a FaceTime with uh, you and that podcast, Trevor? Yeah, his brother's going to be there. Our other buddy Chris is going to be there. When am I going to get invited? Next year. How many years do I have to do the show with you to start getting invited to these things? Next year going to happen. <laughs> Everyone have a fantastic weekend. Stay cool. We'll Come see on, you guys we'll Monday <laughs> at 3 o'clock. Go Cards! Nothing.